You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than All right, PJ, we are back after a two-week hiatus. Back on video again. You're smiling like like an idiot. And I'm glad to be able to see that see that through the video here. So this how is how can a, I not be smiling when I'm staring back at you? Oh, PJ, I feel exactly the same way. And that that, that you know what? We're going to start the show off with that gay note. We're going to start the show off with a uh, hypothetical question. Okay. Um, I hope that everybody has either watched the video or has heard the hypothetical with the Brazilian businessman. Very very big. This one. is a new hypothetical, and. Um, Darielle actually kind of brought it up because we were watching the movie Bruno, which I know you like and I like very much. It has the gay humor that we enjoy and uh, very funny. There's a scene in this movie, and you have a great memory, so I'm assuming you're going to remember it, um, where Bruno is at the UFC fight and he has decided to become straight. So he's like, I think he calls himself like Straight Jack or something like that. He's like, the, he's like, they're at the fight and he's in the middle. He's the announcer in the octagon. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, you remember this, right? Yeah. He's like, there. Thank God, there's no homos here. You know, and he's like, this is a this is a straight straight Jack talking. And then and then the guy walks in, his assistant. Remember, he says somebody calls him a faggot. And he goes, who calls straight Jack a faggot? Come down here, and I'm gonna beat your ass. And the, and his assistant, <laughs> it's his, lo and behold, it's his assistant that he was like gay with earlier on in the in the movie. And that's uh, what the scenes in the movie. Yeah, and so he walks in there, and uh, as he is saying that he's gonna kick his ass, his assistant charges him. And starts beating him up and stuff in the ring. And at one point, Bruno flips him over. And uh, it ends up with Bruno pinning him to the wall. And he's bleeding out of his mouth. And there's an awkward moment where everybody is like screaming, punch him, punch him, punch him. And he stares in his eyes a little too long. (laughs) And as he's staring into his eyes, you know, people stop cheering and like stop being like, what's going on here? And then they kiss and they make out and then they roll on the ground and people just freaking out in the auditorium, you know. They start and, shit in the ring, and yeah, people, throwing, it's funny yeah. that people are losing it. The people who are in the crowd are like they can't handle it. It's Some guy's funny. crying and stuff. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy who's crying, you know, he's gay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, um, so Darielle asked me, she's like, "So, what would it take for you and PJ to recreate that scene? How much money would it take?" <laughs> okay, and I gave a number, and I'm not going to tell you my number. I want you to think about the situation honestly, realistically. And come up with a, a figure that it would require for you to to may, recreate that scene with me in the uh, in the octagon. Oh my god! First of all, it's it's not even about you. Uh, it's any fucking man. It's very I, it's it's very gay. Yes, this is a very gay scene. In case yeah, people don't... it's extremely gay, and I happen to not be gay. That 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 presents a problem. Um. Now. Here's something that I need to know. Yeah. Why this is a factor to me, I don't know. There's something wrong in my head, I think. But now, am I doing this for like a a, a movie, like a, a comedic um, reason, or am I just doing it? Well, you're not doing it because you're in love with me or something like that. You're, you're, no, you're... but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, are we just recreating it for like shits and giggles and how much money would it cost? Or like, is this like a Hollywood big budget thing? And like Steven Spielberg. Okay, okay. that's fair. Let's. Um, this is a twist that I didn't put on it, but let's assume this is how it was in my mind. 
the Brazilian businessman is back, and uh, he, <laughs> since we will not dildos, hey, sorry, the price is already going up. Yeah, so the Bra- Brazilian businessman he wants to watch this happen. All right, the Brazilian man, we have to like aggressively like make out and roll around. Yeah, there's no sex or blowjobs or anything, but it's yeah, it's very it's as gay as you could possibly be without. Uh, some kind of penetration or oral sex. Uh, tongues, tongues, my tongue in your mouth. I can't remember in the scene if there was, but I think there's definitely implied tongues. That's for sure. Ugh. Um, there's some really gay moments where he's like, you know, pretending to like he like uh, they're like riding each other, and there's like a doggy yeah. doggy style. I mean, absolute lowest would be the absolute lowest would be a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> How funny! Hold on, hold on, let me, let me hold on one second. Okay. See if she's still awake. Here we go. Come here for a second. You don't have to come in the room. Just come here quickly. We're recording. Come here. I need you to tell PJ something. Come here. She's coming. She's coming. What? Okay. Just yell into the room. How much did I say it would cost? What? Say it. For the thing. For the the deal. Um, oh. A hundred thousand. Thank you. That's way too low. That's way too low. So funny. I said the same thing. A hundred thousand. How funny is that? It's really not that low. Honestly, if you put a briefcase right. with, like, large bills wrapped up in front of me, and you're like, look, dude, we're going to, like, make out and roll around a little bit, and, you know, that's all it's going to be. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It's gross, but hundred grand's pretty good. I'd take that over the, the blowjob or whatever else the Brazilian guy wants us to do. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because Darielle, when I told her that, she was, like, blown away that I only said $100,000. I said, well, look. I'm just trying to be realistic and treat your hypothetical seriously because $100,000 is still a lot of money. You know what I mean? That's a lot yeah, of money. I, okay, so you're telling me, let's, let's flip it around. If the same situation, let's take um, one of Darielle's friends like, um, I don't know, Melissa, right? Um, who was well, in the wedding, who was in the wedding, yes. Yes, it doesn't have to be her, but in my fantasy, it works better with her. Um, now, same situation... They need to like roll around and make out and shit. You're telling me she wouldn't do it for a hundred grand? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Do it for like fifty bucks? No, I don't know about fifty bucks. Girl, but... Girls are different about stuff like that. Yeah, it's not as big a deal for us because we're guys. It's not acceptable. But it's, there's no sex involved. Yeah, it sucks really bad. You know? Are you, are you trying to say there should be no stigma attached to two uh, muscular men rolling around in in the? Uh... In the uh, the octagon, in making not out for that, not for for large amounts of money. No, I mean when you talk about these guys that are doing gay for pay, that everybody gives them a hard time for, right? You know, like say some bodybuilder, big bodybuilder guy has a gay guy suck his dick, and he gets like a thousand bucks. Like that's really pretty small potatoes. You know, I mean, I can make that in a week. You know, doing doing my online consulting, and you know, you could you could hustle and you could make that money no problem. But just roll around and like do like you know insinuated making out for a hundred thousand dollars. It's pretty pretty good deal. It's okay. pretty. I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, okay, I wanted to tell you something. I did something cool today, and some of the people watching the show right now probably uh, also uh, witnessed this, or at least twenty people witnessed it. Uh, Justin TV. You heard of this before? Never. Are you text messaging right now? No. Yes, you fucking are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> see? See, this is how I'm going to catch you every time now. Every time. 
text every show. Our listeners know I do. Yes, they know they know it, and now I'm going to know exactly. I when never you do stop it. working. I have clients that are very needy. All of them. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll have to understand. They can watch the show and uh, get their answers here when they watch the video. I like I like what Lane Norton said to me um, when Amber was like, some of his clients they just text him and call him every day, and and Lane said that he tells them that they can have his number the week of the show, and that is it. And he said, there is nothing that you need to talk about with me that is that important that you have to text or call me until the week of the show. And I was like, it's a pretty good point. I, mean, I should start using that because I have people, a lot of my girls start texting me weeks and weeks and weeks out, you know, just ridiculous things, weeks out. I didn't get my period today. I was supposed to get my period. I haven't pooped in two days. Uh, I have... I have a bad headache. What should I do? <laughs> Swear, I'm not even being. I'm not even trying to be funny. I actually had a girl today that, that that texted me. I have a really bad headache. What should I do? I was like, take ibuprofen. Like, I mean, you know, like these types of things don't have to be texted. You know? Yeah, you shouldn't give out your number. I would agree with Lane. And Lane has a lot of uh, a lot of clients, and uh, I know you're approaching. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where, where his number is compared to your number, but I think he's over a hundred active clients. So. I know you're getting, you're nearing that kind of number. So, as you're fucking texting somebody else now, I'm not <laughs> you fucking are. You think I think you're staring at your dick right now? You're texting. I'm gonna have to hold. And you my put phone. your phone back. I'm gonna have to hold my phone right in front of me and text. Can you tell I'm texting right now? I'm not gonna tell you. I'll just yell at you when you do it. You better stare directly at the screen. <laughs> you have a Mac now. If you if you have a, when they come out with iMessage and the new uh, system software, you'll be able to to message people directly. Text message people directly from your iMac or your um, MacBook. How do you really? like your MacBook, by the way? Love, love it, love it. Really? I figured out everything. I don't even need to go to the freaking the dork squad or whatever they're called. Um, it's very – I figured out everything on my own, everything that I need to do on my own, attachments, whatever. It's simple. So are you saying this was a well-spent uh, $1,200? Yes. I was right. Um, I still uh, have to um, get all my uh, files and documents off of the other computer and get them on this computer. It's the only thing. And then after that, I won't even need that friggin' thing anymore. So you don't mind, you know, Amber was against, I don't know if she was against it, but she was concerned that you were going to not like having to um, use a laptop all the time. Do you find that that's the case or no? No, because I set it up right here. I'm in my uh, dining room and, and these chairs are actually pretty comfortable. And I just do my work right here. I, it's it's kind of funny. I'm barely in the back room anymore now. Ah, she must like that because now you're more like available. Yes, and I used to spend all my time in that back room. I know you did. I know you did. Um, all right, let's talk about Justin TV. You tell me what you think of this idea, okay? Justin TV. Um, I actually got the idea from Jeff, the producer, who did um, one of the radio shows, uh, the After Hours show, on uh, on a live version of it uh, last week, he did a live version and it was cool. I was at uh, I think I was in Chicago when he was doing it, and I was writing him questions and they were asking it live on the air, kind of like off topic back in the day. Remember? Why is it called Justin TV? I, probably because a guy named Justin came up with it. I really don't know. Okay. But what it is basically is it gives an opportunity for everybody to uh, watch or listen to. Like I said, Jeff was using it for a radio show, but we can uh, you could go in there and watch a streaming video. So. I was actually streaming my webcam on the Mac that I'm using now that you're seeing me in. Um, and people, I opened up a channel and put the link on Facebook, uh, on the Iron Empire Radio Facebook fan page. 
then on my page and said, I'm testing, come check it out. So I got about 20 people and I played around for about 10 minutes answering people's questions and Darielle was in the room and it was cool. It was really pretty cool. Like, uh, I think that, uh, the people who watched it for the 10 minutes thought it was cool. So what I did was I checked it out and it looks like there is a way, um, we need to buy a little bit of equipment or I need to buy a little, I know you're not buying any equipment, so I need to buy some equipment, uh, to, uh, to make it happen, but it would be cool to broadcast this video like we're doing now live, um, for people so they can actually ask questions. We can do our, your favorite segment, the listener question thing, uh, live and have people ask, asking questions as we're going. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, I do too. I mean, people love, that's one of the things people loved about off topic. You know, obviously me and Carl, uh, the show was a podcast, so anybody could download it and listen to it. And most people did it that way. But it was pretty cool to have people listening live and asking questions and interacting with us on the boards at the same time. And the people can actually see us or no? Yeah, they can see us. Oh, cool. Um, just like they're watching now or they're listening. Um, obviously, you know, people are watching this. You can also download the whole podcast, which will be available on RX Muscle and on iTunes. Because we're only going to do half the show every week on video. And the other half of the show with the listener questions, we're going to do uh, strictly on the radio. Makes sense yeah. to you, PJ? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should do, um, in the future perhaps, we should do uh, maybe the listener questions videotaped. What do you think that would be better? I don't know. I feel like these these things, the topics that we talk about in the beginning and the PJ Braun stories and stuff like that, I feel like that's more of something people would YouTube. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. And maybe people might think it's interesting to see us rapid firing a bunch of subjects fast on video. You know, sometimes if we're telling a certain story, it may be 10 minutes for a story, you know, maybe even longer. And in a short amount of time, you know, we crank out a bunch of different subjects when we do the listener questions. Well, that's why I like, that's why I like when we do listener questions, we cover a lot of stuff fast. Well, we got a shitload of them this time and a lot of shout outs because since we missed a week, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, maybe we'll try, we'll go back and forth and we'll try, we'll try both. Um, Let's uh let's go back in time a little bit, PJ. Okay, let's uh, go. Let's go back um, to the time of the wedding. You got here on Monday, and um, we did the show on Wednesday night or Tuesday night. We did the show, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, we put out the video show and we did the radio show and everything. Timbo Holmes was here, yes, Timbo, and that was before you got aggravated with him. So everybody was happy at the time. <laughs> um, and I'll I'll have you talk about. You getting aggravated with him? You actually knew that I was going to get aggravated by him, um, and and you knew that the move that I was I was making was not a, a wise move. But you let it go. You let it go for a little while. Well, you didn't. You didn't ask my opinion. I would have told you not to stay in the same <laughs> room at the hotel with him. Uh, I love I love Timbo, but I I know Timbo for who Timbo is. You know what I mean? And uh, uh, just like anybody else, Timbo has his own shit with him. You know what I mean? And Timbo's very very talkative, and he doesn't pick up on. Um, uh, signals, you know what I mean? Like, so like, for example, you give off some pretty distinctive signals, um, unspoken signals when you're getting aggravated, I can tell pretty easily. And uh, I usually just leave you alone. He'll mm-hmm. never get those signals. It's just yeah. not going to ever happen. So you can, you can tell him like, boy, I'm tired. I'm really tired. And he's going to keep talking to you. You're like, Oh my gosh, would I like to sleep right now? Man, am I tired? He's going to keep talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just those kind of things like, um, like, okay, so, for example, I don't think this happened with you, but if Tim was listening to the ra- the uh, television really loud in the same room as me, and I was like, man, I- I'm-, I'm really tired, you know, it's really loud in here. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's loud because the TV's loud. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be like, oh, do you want me to lower the TV? <laughs> He's never going to pick up on that stuff. No. And I know with you dieting, your patience level is uh, definitely less than normal, right? Um, you know what's kind of funny that I'm thinking of during this is that a lot of the times uh, Amber, much like Timbo, can't read my signals for some reason either. Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, it's so weird to me because I have to be like meaner to her than I want to be. But I, it blows my mind that she can't pick up on my signals at, at this point after like living with me for long enough. Oh, that's that's one of her things. I always imagined her and Timbo would get along really well. You know, they didn't uh, have a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, she thought she thought that Timbo reminded her a lot of her cousin uh, Jeremy, who I think is amazing, by the way. Who the rest of the family um, didn't want around, um, and they were kind of like embarrassed for me to meet him. But when I actually did meet him, I wanted to video him. I wanted us to do things. I wanted the world to know about this guy. Why? What, what's so great about him? He was amazing. He's like, doesn't even seem real. Like, kind of like how Timbo, like, you kind of like blows your mind. There's actually somebody like that. Well, this guy, picture that, picture that kind of attitude, but actually maybe like 15, 20 points lower IQ and in about a six foot one, like three hundred and fifty pounds of fat body. Oh my god! So he's like retarded, basically. He's he's like a giant baby Huey, Huey like awesome, like amazing. He sounds great. I thought he was. I could not get enough of him. Like he was on. Um, <laughs> See, this is the thing people don't realize. So right now, what you're saying, yeah, may be true for that moment. But you take PJ Braun and baby Huey, put you in a room together for four days, five days. It's not going to go good. I'd probably beat him up. Yeah, it's like us, us watching this guy, right? Like the rest of the family, like they they can't really stand him. But I, I on um, on Thanksgiving, right? It's Thanksgiving. I'm spending Thanksgiving with her family the first time, first time really meeting everybody, and this guy's there, and and he he's kind of like dressed like like a little bit of like a white trash thug, like he's got like you know like baggy jeans and like Timberland boots and like a like a a, a, a shirt that had like dollar bills all over it. <laughs> Um, and, and the people are old and they're relaxing and he's just going up to people, just, just fucking with him, like pretending <laughs> like, you know, it was like hilarious. Like the, the old guy, the old like grandpa sitting there and he's going, come on, what you got? Like getting in the dude's face. <laughs> this is hilarious. And, and like, you know, people are getting annoyed with him, but I actually thought it was really, really funny. And apparently he has like no money um, at all. So he just bums money, bums rides. Off everybody. How old is he? I'm guessing he's in his late twenties. Oh my god! You should have definitely videoed him. And um, like um, dude, if you would have videoed him punch pretending to punch like her grandpa and stuff, that would have been so great. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I was like, I was like, yo, people would love this guy. He needs to have a camera following him. Like he's <laughs> amazing. Um, Three hundred and fifty pounds. He's got a really funny like southern accent. Like he's just like a hick. What is? Give us the PJ Braun impression. I'm trying to think of of something funny where, um, like he was like, uh, <laughs> um, Amber, um, had some, uh, products left over from back when she was working for champion nutrition. Right. And she was going to sell him some for like ridiculously cheap. Right. It was like, she was going to give him like, like a jug of protein for like 10 bucks. Right? right. And so we go to his house, right. He's like, can you, can you come by my mom's house? So, so we like drive by our mom's house and he comes outside and he like leans in the window of the car and he's like, what's up? And then he looks at me and he's like, fuck, you're pretty fucking jacked, bro. And then he starts just laughing and he's like, so you got that protein shoot or what? 
And she's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, 10 bucks? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, hold on. Let me go get it from my mom. So then he goes back in the house. And I'm like looking at her. And I'm like, this guy is awesome. She's like, no, he's not. She's like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no, no, he is awesome. And she's like, no, he's embarrassing. And I'm like, no, 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 Can we bring him with us? So back over with the 10 bucks. And he goes, two for one, two for one. And she's like, no, dude, I'm already giving you this for ridiculous. You never in the world would be able to get it that cheap. And he's like, oh, shit, it's not a two for one. You got anything for free? You got anything for free? <laughs> there and he starts like looking around in her back seat. And I'm laughing, right? So I, 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 I get to her, um, her, ha- her parents' house and I'm telling the dad the story. And he, the dad's just laughing. And um, he's like, yeah. He goes, he, he, the dad said um, her, her parents own a sporting goods store. And every now and then he'll show up and he'll go into the store and he'll just walk right in. He'll barge right in and be like, you guys got anything for free? You giving anything away? You guys got anything for free today? And he'll be like, get out of my store, you know, like laughing. Like, come on, you guys don't got anything free? Come on, there's got to be something in here you're getting rid of like that. And, uh, you know, they're all like like embarrassed by him. Uh, but I, I think that he's like amazing and beautiful. Well, by the end of the trip, you were not saying that about uh, Timbo. But let's start at the... Uh towards the beginning, uh, you, you kind of broke this down with Dave. I felt like I listened to the heavy muscle radio where you told the, uh, about the ride to, um, from Tampa. Uh, and it, it felt like a very long ride, even though it was only, it was supposed to be four hours. We did it about five hours and 30 minutes. Um, so I want you to, uh, kind of, we'll both kind of recount the, uh, the story of driving back from Tampa to Boca and, uh, the events that transpired, uh, throughout that five and a half hour drive. Oh, uh, all right. So do we want me to talk about what he was doing before we even left or no? About the massage and stuff? <laughs> yes. Sure. I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. All right. So Timbo has to, um, Timbo has to smoke weed, uh, throughout the day, like in stages every, I believe three hours. Do you and- want to explain, you want to do tell how Timbo, his explanation, you're like, you're like, God, you smoke a lot of weed. And he's like, well. Well, the reason that I have to smoke so much weed is it's, it's, it's because if I don't smoke weed, I get terrible anxiety attacks. So the weed, it's kind of like comparable to being on like one Soma, maybe like a little more than one Soma. Not two Somas when you're like really fucked up, but just like when you're on like one Soma and it brings you down. If I don't do that, I can't concentrate. I can't get anything done. I, and I, I feel like my insides are going crazy. And um, I was like, so you have like ADHD really bad. And, and, and basically like weed is like your Adderall. And he was like, well, I, I kind of have like Adderall built inside my body. <laughs> me go crazy. That's what he said. He said, he goes, listen, I got, I got Adderall all up inside me already. I got to take the weed. To dull the Adderall, the natural Adderall I have, all running in my veins. <laughs> what he doesn't understand is that people that actually need a prescription for Adderall, it doesn't do that to them. It, it actually gets rid of their anxiety and, and brings them down and helps them focus. And um, so in his case, marijuana does that for him, which is hilarious. When he wasn't on it, I noticed like he'd clean the whole house. Like, he'd yeah. Be doing things. He cleaned. Darrell uh, came back and, and he had... Uh, organized the refrigerator and all the cabinets, and she was, like, she was like, "What's what's going on with all this stuff?" And I was like, "That's when Tim had run out of weed. He started yeah, organizing." It's, it's hilarious. So anyway, we go. Um, how about did we ever talk about how Timbo got the weed from the guy at the gym of all places? That was the most unbelievable thing. Did we talk about that? 
No. You're texting. No, but I'm listening. Um, <laughs> um, so Timbo's at the gym. We're all working out. This is when you made him throw up doing legs. People mm-hmm. haven't seen that videos on that one. Uh, he he has testing. to smoke before he goes. To the yeah. Gym. So he didn't smoke. So, he, of course, that's why he threw up, he said. Um, yeah. Anyway, he run out of weed. <laughs> and so uh, after the workout, he comes up to me and he goes, he goes, I got a guy to give me some weed. I was like, who's going to give you weed in here? He's like, that guy at the counter there. And I was like, the guy at the, at the smoothie counter? He's like, yeah. And I was like, how the hell did you get the guy at the smoothie counter to give you weed? He's like, well, I'm not getting it yet. I'm going to meet him tonight around midnight and pick up some weed. And I was like, well, you don't know him. He's like, well, I just went up. I could tell. It's like, I looked at him and I know he sells weed. <laughs> and I was like, how the hell could you look at somebody and tell He was right. Him? But he was right. He went he up was, and he, he actually met right. the guy at midnight and he got a bunch of weed from him. I couldn't, that's so shocking that he went up, he, I mean, I don't, I guess if the guy wouldn't have had any weed, he would have moved on to the next person in the gym that he thought had weed and just keep asking people until he found somebody. Um, so he went to get the weed, right? This is a whole other story. He was gone for like hours. Hours. But he was really only gone for like 20 minutes. He was lost in the neighborhood and he just couldn't find, find the, the road. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we went before we decided to drive from Tampa to Boca. We <laughs> went to get massages, and um, and and Timbo before we went to get a massage, he said, decided, "He said I got to get relaxed. Before I, I, I want to get relaxed before my massage." <laughs> so he took two somas for people that don't know our muscle relaxers, and he also took a, a certain amount of, of GHB. And he took, remember, he took some of the, the growth hormone I got from Envision Medical. I need some growth, I need some gro- the growth hormone to help me relax and recover. I need, to, I need two IUs of that there growth hormone. His brain works is, is like amazing to me, the way that he thinks like things will work. Like, like this growth hormone hormone's going to help me recover more from my massage. <laughs> he, he, Tim, Timbo, the funny thing with Tim is when I first met him, and, uh, and you know, when I first met him, he was am- amazing that he looked the way he did. He was like 175, 180, totally peeled, like in contest shape. Like basically he looked like a, a, a pro men's physique guy. And he didn't really work out. He didn't know what to do. He didn't eat right. And so the first time he ever took a shot of testosterone, right, yeah. I, I was like, I showed it to him. He's like, oh, my God, I got to put that inside me? And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's how it works. And so he did it, and he shot it, right? He did the three cc's or whatever he did, and he put it down, and he was like, Oh my God. And I was like, what? I was like, you're all right. He's like, I feel so different. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what do you mean? You feel different. He's like, I just feel a lot of energy and I feel real, real horny. And <laughs> he's like, he's like, and I feel really strong. <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't work that fast. And he's like, I'm telling you something is different. I'm going to the gym. And I was like, you're going to the gym now? And he's like, I'm going to the gym right now. And then I'm going to go find a whore to fuck. And I was like, okay, you go ahead, buddy. And he literally took off out of the room, got in the car and went to the gym. Timbo is like amazing. Uh, when, when at the wedding, when, when various members of um, like your family or uh, Darielle's family would, would, would want to make conversation by asking like a, a bodybuilding related question. Like you look at Timbo, he, he's, he looks like a bodybuilder. So, you know, they would ask him bodybuilding related questions. And, and no matter where I was, I felt like this, this internal like need to rush over and answer the question before Timbo could 
because I felt like they would judge me and, and even maybe the people that didn't like necessarily like know you as well in Darielle's family, like judge you like by his answers. And I, I just wasn't okay with that. And so I would try to swoop right in. And it was kind of funny because your uncle, the crazy one, Greg was asking us something and I came right in and I answered the question very, very thoroughly. And he was just like, huh, he was, he, I actually almost think I confused him by my answer. And then he looked at Timbo and he goes, well, well you, what do you think of that? And Timbo was like, I mean, pretty much exactly what PJ said, to be honest with you. And I was like, okay, good. He's not going to add anything to that. Um, uh, the the I funny thing, I told you, PJ, uh, Timbo is a very successful trainer in Houston now. Very successful. Timbo told the story. I guess we're going to talk about Timbo a lot. I don't know what the point of the story was. Maybe you can tell me. Maybe the point of the story was that in his blood lies um, like craziness. But we, but out of nowhere, we're talking to Robert and Gina. You weren't down yet. He goes, man. He goes, when I was young, he goes, he goes. Let me tell you, my dad, he was a drunk, and he was just sitting in the yard, sitting in a lawn chair, just drinking beers. And these two guys that were on the football team, that were big guys, came by, and he was like, "You boys better get the fuck off my lawn." And they were like. Okay, buddy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I don't want to have to get up out of this chair and whoop your asses. And the guys are like, the, the, the football players were like, ah, well, you're not going to whoop our ass. And he's like, well, I'm drunk, but I'll have to whoop both of you right now. Come take your best shot. And they were like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, I'm serious. And I hope that I don't fucking hurt both of you too bad. And, and Timbo was like, now these guys are big guys. They were like varsity football players. He's like, so the one guy runs over and he just drills my dad. He's like, and my dad bear hugged him and it picked him straight up in the air like nothing. And he was just holding him there laughing. But while he was holding him there, the other one came in and wham, speared him in the side of his knee, shattered his whole kneecap. He crashed to the ground and he was stumbling around trying to get up and he would just get get on his leg and just collapse back down and and that he he couldn't do nothing and the guys felt bad they were like shit we didn't mean to hurt him that bad and i was sitting there and i said damn my dad just just shattered his knee and uh you know he said to me well tim you're gonna have to get me back in this chair so i can finish drinking my beers (laughs) like tim's dad was a navy seal that was the that was the whole story so i was like i think what you're trying to tell me is that there's alcoholism in your family um and craziness is that what you're just trying to tell me i'm not really sure um because i thought he was going to tell me like his dad beat the shit out of the two guys or like the guy broke his knee and the dad got him up beat him anyway but he couldn't even get up off the ground and he was like well you're gonna have to put me up back in that chair so i can finish drinking these beers he goes he didn't even go to the hospital till the next day (laughs) i was was like oh cool and robert was kind of just like staring at him um, and I don't know what Gina was doing, but I, I don't think anybody really knew like like why or where that story came from. It's kind of a sad story, actually. It was sad. I was like listening to the story. I was like, oh, he's gonna tell me his dad like whooped these kids' ass, whatever. And like you know, he he saw his dad do that, and he was like was like inspired. But instead, the poor guy's whole knee got shattered apart, um, and and Tim had to help him up so he could keep drinking. You know, it's it's kind of sad. Your phone is next to the computer, and every time it vibrates, I'm hearing it vibrate. I took it off and I put it in between my lap under my uh, testicles. Just now? Yes. So it'll vibrate your testicles? Vibrate my little bollies. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Do you want to tell the Tim the Tim story now of the car? And I feel like we're overdoing the Tim stuff, but I, no, I, like this story is a story that should be told. Uh, and a couple people that listen to it on uh, Heavy Muscle Radio asked that I tell it on the show. Um, so we were in the car now. And this is all after everything I've told you guys already about. Tim we Bo. we rented this car. We should say we rented the car because um, Mike. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to talk about it now, but I just got a new car today. But we'll talk about that after the story. I, my car, my Ford Explorer. I had a 2004 Ford Explorer. And uh, it, it, the air condition will go out after two hours. It, I don't know exactly what the deal is, but it like kind of freezes up, and then uh, and then it'll take a few hours for it to dethaw to start working at full strength again. So I know with us us three in the car driving for four hours, we did not want to have no air conditioning for two of those four hours. So we uh, I made the executive decision for me and you to go and uh, me you and Tim to go rent a car at Enterprise Rent a Car. Uh, and uh, that definitely worked out. That's important to the story because this car had stickers all over it that said no smoking. Um, no smoking um, of anything, let alone marijuana. No, marijuana I, definitely not. I don't know even if you can get a smoking vehicle if they want you to smoke marijuana in it, no. uh, unless you're in California and it's like medical marijuana. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we are leaving. It's late at night. It's like, eight o'clock at night and um, we're on the way and we're on this crazy straightaway. Now it's probably 10, 10 30 and there's nothing but, but trees and gigantic bugs that are smashing into the window. Like, I don't know where we were. We might've been in alligator alley. We might not even coast alligator alley, but we were calling it alligator alley. There's and, a lot of fucking bugs. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. It was, it was, it was nothing but bugs and, and darkness and bugs. And all of a sudden, in the darkness and bugs, we see uh, police lights behind us, of course. No matter where I go in life, the police are always around me. Because you're speeding. And you're speeding. Timbo was smoking weed in the back seat. I, which was unbeknownst to me. I'm driving the whole time. I mean, I'm sitting in the front seat the whole time. You were driving the whole time. And I was not aware that the whole time Tim was smoking out of that pipe behind me and it had the window rolled down. I just assumed that he had the window rolled down. I didn't even think that he would be smoking. I didn't think that he'd be dumb enough. Because when we, when we left, I was like, hey, no smoking in this car. And he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Especially considered he passed out at the, at the massage place. From oh, all yeah, the other we people. forgot about the massage place. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't make it through the massage. Basically, to sum that story up quickly, when I got out of my massage, I, uh, I walked out. And you were already outside. And I looked uh, and I, I saw the door was open to Tim's massage room. And the woman was trying to wake Tim up. She was like tapping Tim. Wake up, wake up, wake up. And eventually Tim kind of like got up and stumbled out of there. And he had the the, uh, the whole imprint of the, uh, you know, when you put your face, PJ. Stop mm-hmm. texting. When I'm listening. Your, when you put your face in a thing, in the little hole, he had that thing right around his face, an imprint all around his face. And, <laughs> and, and he came out. And uh, I was like, what were you on your stomach the whole time? And he's like, oh, no, I, I woke up and I was turned over. Uh. And I was like, I don't know. And I was like, the lady's like, I couldn't get him up. She's like, I kept tapping him and pushing him. He wouldn't wake up because he G'd him out, G'd himself out with the, with, with the, uh, somas and everything else. He relaxed himself too much. And then we said, how was the massage? And he was like, it was horrible. It was horrible. I fell asleep. I couldn't even wake up the whole time I was in there. He's and like, when we walked in, he stumbled and fell into the wall. <laughs> He's like, listen, thank, I would never have paid for it. I'm only, cause I only did it cause you paid for it. Remember, that's what he told me. So I only wanted a massage because I didn't have to pay for it. <clears throat> um, so, all right. So. Police lights. 
police lights are on and um we we get pulled over of course and uh, i'm scared because tim's smoking weed now i know that i'm not doing anything wrong but i am scared because it smells like weed in the car so the guy comes over and he is not your regular police sheriff you know in a regular police uniform he's got like you know SWAT team boots and a vest and all this crap on his vest and an earpiece and like a little camera on his jacket. And I'm like, what the hell? And the guy just looks in the car and he's like, I need all your licenses. And then he asks me to step out of the car. And, um, they never, you you know, I've gotten pulled over plenty of times and that nothing like that ever happens. Right. They they usually ask to see your license. It's usually a bad sign. If they look for your license, then they come back and make you stand out of the car. Very rarely is the first thing that they want you to do to get out of the car. Yeah. So now in my, in my head, I'm like, okay, this is going to potentially be really bad right now. So I get out of the car and I walk back. He's like, come back here, come back over to my truck. So I go back over to the truck. There's a couple of other guys over there as well. And these guys are not in uh, police attire either. They're like, almost like they look like uh, retired, like army guys or whatever. They're you know? all, they're all dressed and none of them were in uniforms. They're all plain clothes, wearing those, uh, those vests with extra clips on them and microphones. And everything. they looked very military like. Even the uh, car, the car was unmarked. Uh, yes. And then more cars showed up. And then finally there was one like regular looking police guy uh, in a regular police car all the way in the back because there was three cars that showed up. And there was, I believe, five guys, right? Now, one of the guys was a younger guy. He was probably like 21 years old, right? Now, that particular guy, you could tell, worked out. Uh, and I'll you know, get into that later on in the story. That guy got out of my vision for a little while. Now, the main guy is questioning me. He wants to know, where are you going? Why is your license from uh, Connecticut? Why is one of them from Texas? Why is the other one from, you know, Florida, whatever? And now, and now let me just, let me just, uh, let me just say, as PJ is being questioned, I'm in the car with Tim and Tim is uh, looking around in all the different directions. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you look suspicious. Stop looking at all, the, looking all around for them. And, uh, and he's like, do you think I could move the weed? And I was like, move the weed? And I was like, no, no, don't move anything. And he's like, I'm just going to move this here weed away from me. And I look back, and there's the fucking young guy that works out staring in the window. I was like, Tim, don't move the weed. There's a guy next to your window. Don't move the weed. And, and, and Tim's like, okay, okay, I won't move it. And uh, he's like, I'm not going to get in trouble anyway. It's like, I'm not going to get all I have is a little bit of weed. He's like, PJ is the one with all the GHB in his bag. So, <laughs> so, so the guy is, is talking to me and he's asking me all these questions and I'm, I'm banging out these questions. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling good. And uh, then the guy says to me, um, he's like, I should arrest you from being from Danbury. And I was like, you know where Danbury is? And he's like, yeah, my wife's from Newtown. And I'm like, holy shit, that's like the town right next to me. So in my head, I'm like, work that angle, work that angle. I'm like, yeah, we played football with them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the guy starts small talking. He's like, what are you guys all like, professional bodybuilders or something? And I was like, oh, something like that, whatever. And um, well, he's like, well, who are you guys? And I was like, well, I was like, um, uh, have you heard of, uh, of uh, RX Muscle before by any chance? And he was like thinking about it. And he's like, wait a minute. Is that Dave Palumbo's website? And I was like, yeah, holy shit. I was like, as a matter of fact, it is. And he's like, yeah, that guy's a pioneer. And I was like, yeah, well, that guy in the passenger seat is his assistant. 
He's his right-hand man, and he is getting married this weekend, and we are on our way to his fiance's house. And he's like, oh, shit, you don't say. He's like, what about the guy in the back seat? Is he anybody special? And I was like, nah, he's just the guy in the front's friend. <laughs> so now, now the guy is kind of like easing up a little bit, and he's like, oh, we call that guy over there uh, uh, muscles and uh, baby Hercules and stuff like that. And, uh, and little Arnold. So I'm like, little Arnold. So I call the guy and I look over and the guy looks back at me and, and he is opening the back door of the car to which Timbo is actually helping him open it. And now I'm like, why the fuck is Timbo helping him open the door? Like there's gotta be a cloud of, of weed smoke coming out. Right. So now I'm getting kind of scared. Timbo. And in the car, Timbo is telling me before he opens the door, he's like, he's like, watch this. You gotta be friends with him. And that's why I decided <laughs> to open the door. You gotta be friends with him. He's like, you gotta be. He's like, watch this. You gotta be friends with him. He opens the door. Hey, how are you doing? So, so in my head, he tells him, PJ. He tells him, he's like, I'm Timbo. I train at One to One Fitness. <laughs> Timbo tells everybody that that he trains at One to One Fitness. So now, now in my head, I'm, I was feeling really confident and good about everything until I fucking see this. Sorry, Isaac. I'm like, why is the door open? Why is this guy get like basically getting into our car? into the back seat nonetheless where all the weed is with Timbo, right? And why am I why am I here right now? Then, as that is going on, so I'm already getting a little scared. This is going on over here. These guys are, are, are directing my attention back to them, and they say to me, well, you know, you happen to be speeding, but the reason that we stopped you is that we are part of the blah, blah, blah drug unit. And I'm like, mm, okay, great. This is awesome. And he's like, and, you know, we do a lot of stops over here. A lot of people move things through this area, so we have to do a lot of stops. And, you know, we just want to make sure there's no drugs on you guys right now. Now, I knew that I had um, my prescription bottles of stuff on me. So I'm thinking, okay, I have those things in the prescription bottles. And I'm thinking to myself, there's weed in the car. What else is in the car, right? I'm thinking um, – Timbo has, has GHB somewhere in the car. Maybe it's hidden. I don't know. I'm pretty worried about that also. And I'm like, oh, man, if these dudes go into our car, we're all going to get arrested. Darielle's going to freak out. Yeah, big time. Um, so he says to me, he goes, do you have any guns, guns in the car? And I smile and I said, no, sir. He goes, do you have any drugs in the car? And I said, no, sir. He goes, dead bodies? And I go, I go no, sir, no dead bodies. And he goes, well, in that case, then you, you, you probably wouldn't mind if we just searched the car real quick, now would you? Um, and without hesitation, I was actually, as he was spitting the words out, my heart was racing. Uh, but without hesitation, I just blurted out, you know what, man? His fiance is going to be so pissed if we don't get there soon. And this is already slowing us down. So I'd really prefer if you didn't and just let us go. And the guy goes, all right. And he's like, well, get on your way and have a great time at the wedding. He's like, don't drink too much. And I was like, I'm actually dieting for, for USA, so I can't drink at all. And he's like, oh, that's too bad. I'm the designated drinker when I go to those things. And then we kind of like shared a laugh, and we got in the car, and, and we drove off. Now, as we're driving off, I'm like, god damn. I'm like, we are so lucky. I'm like, Timbo, do you realize you would, you would, how much trouble you would have been in? I'm like, you would have got arrested and you had weed on you? And he's like, well, well actually, you, you would have probably been in a lot worse trouble than me. Because I took that big bottle of GHB that I had and I put it in your six-pack cooler. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then you said to him. Well, I said, um, well, Timbo, I said, I would have ratted your ass out in a second. <laughs> that stuff was in the cooler. Uh, I don't know why you decided to put it in my cooler. You had already rehearsed. You said that 
And no matter what kind of trouble we got in, you're gonna be like, listen, this was all this is all Timbo's. Oh yeah, he was taking it. He was going. He, he was going down. <laughs> I think we would have all been in serious trouble if, if it would have uh, went any other way than that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um, in that weird part of Florida, you know, in the middle of nowhere, I, who knows what those guys, who those guys would have done. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, it would have been bad. I, I imagine us staying in jail all night. Oh, at least. And then, you know, somebody having to bail us out and this and that. Like, it, it would have been horrible. It, it would have been, been a hangover. It would have been unbelievable. It would have been absolutely horrible. Um, Darielle, would, that wouldn't – oh, my God. Oh, so we get back in the car. This is pretty funny uh, For while we're on the subject of Timbo. We've, we've, we've banged out, like, about 45 minutes of Timbo, and then we got to get off of it. Um, so, so I'm telling them, I'm like, dude, I was scared. I'm like, did you see all the shit on, on that guy's vest? And, and you had said – you were like, yeah, I saw the camera – I'm like, dude, he had an earpiece, a camera, he had guns, all kinds of stuff. I go, I, there was a rubber chicken on the side, and Timbo was like, a rubber chicken? Well, what the hell do you have a rubber chicken for? And me and you were like, well, you know, they, they beat the people with the rubber chicken because it doesn't leave any marks. And he was like, holy shit. And I go, yeah, there was a guy in the back that had a huge sledgehammer, and he was just bashing watermelons in the back of the truck, just exploding them all over the place. And, and it was quiet for a minute, and Timbo goes, Wait a minute! There, <laughs> fucking guy back there smashing watermelons. You started laughing, and we were like, "Oh, but you believed the water, the, the, the rubber chicken." <laughs> yeah, if the guy, if the guy who pulled us over had all that equipment and a rubber chicken, I would have really been worried. I'm like, "Uh oh, <laughs> we're in some serious trouble now." <laughs> These backwater Florida guys are gonna. Are, what's what's the movie? Um, where uh, with the the old um, the old movie where the they squeal like a pig squeal. What's that movie called? Desperation. Da, da, come on. You don't know? Seriously? Deliverance? Deliverance. Yeah. Deliverance. The rubber chicken. He's going to del- uh, go deliverance on us. We <laughs> like a pig. <laughs> uh. Um. So, yeah, I don't have that car anymore, PJ. I have a brand new Acura TL. Good car. Black. I had, I had an older Acura that I purchased. Uh-huh. From uh, Evan Sensapani, that was a very reliable car that I used for a very long time. Yeah, yours was a lot cheaper than this one. Well, mine was older. It was a very, very good car, very you reliable. You an amazing deal is what happened. Um, I've always gotten lucky with, with deals on cars. Um, my ex-girlfriend had a brand new uh, Acura that I was able to drive around with a little bit. It was a very good car. Anything that the Japs make is going to be good. Did, um, did, uh, did Evan know that you came to the wedding? He texted me congratulations today. I believe he did. I believe he did. Uh, we spoke yesterday. Oh, you probably told him on the phone for a while. So that's probably what came up in our uh, conversation. Um, we talked about that. Oh, Amber is uh, making an appearance. <laughs> that was Amber. Just kidding. <laughs> that's a strange girl in your apartment. Um, what were we saying? Amber threw me off. She does that. She does that. She throws- um, we were saying uh, about the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you remember, PJ, a few episodes ago, uh, we talked about the TV and the car. And uh, I got the TV. Now I got the car. So all these people say I'm pussy whipped. Oh, I got, got both of them. Got it all. I got it all. Got it all. King of the world, buddy. <laughs> um, so you, yeah, are, pretty... you are whipped, though, still. You are whatever, whatever. You say whatever you want. I got the car. I got the big TV. What else do I need? Uh, she says I'm not allowed to ask for anything more for a while, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about, um, 
I, we could go into a long thing about the wedding. You know, I think we'll hold off on the wedding stuff. We got plenty of good stories from the wedding. I want to tell you a junior national story. Okay. So unfortunately, you didn't make it to junior nationals. I know you're shutting down all traveling uh, till uh, USA. Is that still the plan? I think so. I may. I'm debating it now. It was thrown at me today, and I can't answer things without a lot of thought. But Amber's family is going to be in the uh, the vicinity of Vegas for the 4th of July. And the 4th of July actually lies on a weekday. Right. They invited me. They want to see me. Uh, Amber is definitely going to go. And I, I, I was like, you know, for me to go, I'd have to have a gym. I'd have to have access to a kitchen to make it's all my tough. food. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I think that potentially that there could be something pretty cool to do in Vegas, I'm thinking, for the, for the 4th of July. Um, so it may be worth trying to finagle. Um, but otherwise, I will probably be right around here. Uh, USA is the end of July. End of July. Whew, you're cutting it tough. For I'd be about four weeks out. Four weeks out, I'd be. Um, I'm thinking uh, about your move to uh, Florida, also. Yes. Um, you're gonna have to fucking like seriously, like I don't know how you're gonna do this, but you're gonna have to start planning a place and, and a move like re- very soon because. Well, what's gonna happen is if 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 time becomes a problem, I'm gonna wind up getting Amber and Anjali out there. Get them situated, uh, and I'll I'll stay here until I you know can take care of everything that has to be taken care of out here. Um, but I'll make sure that I have them out there on time so Anjali can get in school at the right time. Um, How will you look for a house? You're going to rely upon my opinion. It's going to be a, a combination of your opinion and Craigslist, I suppose. Okay. Because um, we have a realtor that we're using, we could I can look at some for you. You're very easy compared to me. Yeah, I mean. Um, to be honest, for the money you're paying there, for a little bit more, you're going to, and even, because I don't think you're going to want to live in Boca, unless unless that's where you're going to want to live, I don't know, but in uh, a little further out, like in Fort Lauderdale or in between, there's so many good options for around 1800 bucks or so. Yeah, I want three bedrooms. Three so. bedrooms. Yeah, you got to have three bedrooms. I told Daryl the same thing. I've got to have, uh, I've got to have three bedrooms, because I need to have an office. Yes. So that's like a requirement. Obviously, it's same as you. If you're going to work from home, you have to have an actual space. Right now, it's not a big deal. You have a little uh, kid. Having the child in the house, I'm going to need my own office. So. Yeah, you got to have a lock on the door, a bolt, deadbolt. Yep, I'm going to have to change all my porno times now. It's going to be a major. This will be a lot of topic for us to discuss once that happens. Yeah, I'm sure. I've already thought in my head I'm going to probably porno time will probably be like during the school day. Yeah, that's smart. That's no smart. more night. No more nighttime pornos. Yeah. Well, no, you could do a late night. You could just lock your door. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I, Put the headphones in. Yeah, I've done that before. I did that at your house actually. Uh, I know. While you and Timbo were sleeping. It's gross. With my brand new Mac, I was like, I like this computer. I, you know, I have I have a disgusting question to ask you about this. Should I withhold it because it's too disgusting? It's disgusting in, in in that I am disgusting, or that you you did something disgusting? No, no. I I'm kind of just the answer scares me. Okay. Should I ask it? Ask me the answer. So you're in my guest bedroom watching porn with your laptop, mm-hmm. jerking off. Where does the jizz go? What I did was I saved it. Uh, saved so, it? Yeah, I saved it actually in the in the head uh, receptacle of my of my my genitalia. And what I did when when it was time what? when it was time to finally let it come out, 
Uh, I did my, my male uh, Kegel exercises to hold it in. And what I did was I, I ran out of the room um, into that room that has like the pictures of you and like Dariel <laughs> of you that I liked a lot and I let it all go on that picture and then I just cleaned it off of Windex and stuff afterwards. Oh, no wonder that that one picture of me that I like so much is all still sticky and stuff. <laughs> I, I was trying to, uh, for, for a minute there, I thought you were serious. I'm like, you were doing the Kegel and you stored it in your penis head. <laughs> like that's, uh, that is one I've never heard before. So you didn't jizz in my guest bed. Is that right? No, no. Okay, I was sitting on the side of the bed. Um, you didn't chisel on my wall, did you? No, I don't. I don't have. I. I. I have. Uh, I, I have to remember that my clients listen to this. I have. Um, <laughs> I have ejaculated so many times at a, such a steady rate over the years that I don't really have like blasters anymore. They kind of just like plop out. Um, had I like stopped ejaculating for a few days or so. Then I would have that happen, um, but I I, that, I don't really go that long without that. So it kind of just I know where it's going to go. I got pretty good control of it. I had a little uh, paper towel situation set up right in between my feet. You had a little landing pad for it. Yep, had the landing pad. Got rid of the landing pad. Washed my hands up, cleaned up the goods, and I got that was actually the the one good night's sleep that I got on the trip. Yeah, well, you can see why I'd want to ask that question, considering I knew where you were doing it. You know, you had told me. Laptop bed. I was like, Ugh. I was I was actually uh, laying on my stomach. Laptop, <laughs> it uh, shot all over you. I was just I was just rolling around all over the place. <laughs> That's disgusting. I knew it was going to get disgusting. Um. So okay, I'm at Junior Nationals, right? Okay. And I'm with Dave, right? We're working, and and uh, it's not. It hasn't been stressful, you know. Like the, the show has been pretty good so far, and uh, Dave's in a pretty good mood and everything, and. Uh, we're like kind of bullshitting in between classes as he's doing the play by play and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, you're doing a good job, doing a good job. You know? And, um, so he, uh, during the bikini, you know, we don't usually do play by play of the bikini because they come out so quickly and they're done so fast. Right. So I'm picking out a couple of good ones. You just say whatever you like. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Pedro, Pedro will like this one because she has huge boobs. <laughs> That's right. I wonder if her areolas are big enough. <laughs> um, so we're sitting there and uh, I'm watching the bikini girls and me and Darielle are kind of talking about it. And uh, one comes, a few of them come in, out back to back. They're really hot. Okay. And I was like, I'm like, damn, what do you think about that one, Dave? And I look over at Dave, right? I, I look over at him and Dave is looking at the computer, smiling, this huge smile like this, like looking at the computer, a big smile, his eyes are all big like that. And I look over, I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at the, I look over and look at the laptop. And he's looking at this big fish, this huge <laughs> fish. <laughs> and I'm like, Dave, the bikini girls are on it and you're staring at a fish and smiling like that? He's like, what? Don't look at me. It's like, what are, you, what are you looking at me for? And I was like, I was like, why do you look like a maniac with the fish? And he's like, this is a great fish. He's like, this is a very expensive fish. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you reading about him? He's like, it's a saltwater fish. It's called a, a rock <laughs> Something. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like and and so I I I told Darielle in front of Dave I'm like I'm like this is a special fish she's better than any woman could be to me <laughs> and Dave heard me and Dave's like Dave's like these fish are very expensive but let me tell you a woman is much more expensive than these fish <laughs> and I was like I was like oh Dave the, the bikini girls look more expensive than you the fish and he's like trust me they're more expensive they are. And, now, uh, is Dave is Dave going to purchase this fish for his tank? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. 
he is like he's like, and like after you know this whole little uh, talk, I start looking back at the bikini and me and Daryl are laughing, and we're like joking and stuff. And uh, I was like, I was telling him, I was like, I've had some fish, that, some women that smelled bad like fish, but this fish is, like, is fishier than any woman I've had. <laughs> and and I look back at Dave thinking he's gonna laugh or something, you know, or react, and he's back staring at the fish again, like. <laughs> like staring he's at that amazed by the fish he was no he, he's so obsessed with these fucking fish it's unbelievable like i think that if he could just end rx muscle and start like rx fish or something at this point i think he'd consider it that's like his new thing that he's into he's now he's obsessed with the fish he goes into these phases because he's done so many things now at this yeah. point in his life he's obsessive for sure that he gets really focused on these new things yeah obsessive he's definitely very obsessive compulsive I, I have some of that too when i was a kid I would like get, I would like, I love computers before I found bodybuilding. And I was so into computers that I would, my parents bought me this, this Mac when I was a kid and I would sit up there and try to like learn programming languages, you know, C plus plus as I was trying to learn at the time. And I would sit there for hours and hours and hours. I'd be starving. I'd be like, Oh, I'm so hungry, but I don't want to leave the computer. You know, I'd be so obsessed with the computer stuff. And like, I've gotten that way, obviously with bodybuilding, you know, in a way I've used that to be successful, you know? But uh, Dave is like that. He'll get into it. whatever he's into. He'll be so totally into it that he doesn't. That's all he's focused on. That's pretty funny. The fish. Yeah. If you'd have seen it, if you'd have seen it, you'd have died. I'm trying to think of other things that I remember him being really, really focused on. Well, all the, the wellness stuff for sure. The, around the, him. Um, I remember when it was first a while ago was the um, the uh, alkaline water. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got his thing put in at his house. Juicing. He did the juicing stuff for a while. <laughs> Oh, the juicing was a big deal for a while. Yeah. I juice every morning. Yeah. Um, what else? Cucumbers, radishes, <laughs> Brussels sprouts. The, phyto, the phytonutrients that are in the, the, the juice that I put into my drink are more powerful than any multivitamin that you could ever take in your life. <laughs> yeah. The grounding so that, is still, he's still into that. He, he brings the grounding pad everywhere with him. Oh, the grounding is big. That, that was his big thing. He does uh, the uh, he does the uh, ozone treatments where he actually gives himself an IV and sits in this ozone pod and sh- and IVs ozone right into his veins. What is that? What is that all about? I don't even know, man. He says it makes him feel kind of high. I feel a little bit high after I do it. He's like he's like come upstairs to my room. I'll put you in the pod and give you an IV. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no way. You're not giving me IV and nothing. As long as the needle I knew was sterile, I would let him give me an uh, I don't, You know, I've put so many needles in my arms myself that I, like, vowed to never do that again. So, like, I, that sounds very, like, uh, suspect to me. I know Chris Aceto did it. What did Aceto say about it? Was, how does Chris Aceto talk? I, 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 it was very good. I, will, I, I, will, I would like him to uh, give me some treatment. I, w- I would like him to give me some I know treatment. you would do it. I probably would do it under different circumstances, but Dave giving me an IV, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Dr. Dave. That's really funny. You know, I don't know why that this just triggered this in my head. Maybe because Dave's a celebrity, and uh, to me at least, and, and it made me think of this other celebrity. Through talking with uh, Amber today, some, sometimes Amber will like blurt out these little things that like, I never would have known out of nowhere about her. Um, she knows the football player Jay Cutler. Oh, really? Quarterback, uh, because he is from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, Jay Cutler was friends with Terrell Owens, and she has, like, hung out with Terrell Owens a bunch of times. Ew. How random is that? I would be scared to have my girlfriend hang out with Terrell Owens. She said he's a a tremendous douchebag. 
I would. I would. I am totally not surprised by that. And I asked her if he ever tried to bang her, and she says no, which I think is a lie. She probably doesn't realize that he was trying to bang her. I'm sure that she doesn't realize it. You really don't think he was trying to bang you, babe? She said he banged a lot of her friends. Nice. Her friends are skanks. She said he's a whore. Really? He is. And her friends are... Amber is trying, hasn't realized that men actually cannot be whores. Yeah, um, her friends are whores. Her friends bang. are, in fact, whores because they banged a, a giant, uh, rich uh, a football player simply because he is a giant, rich football player. Yeah, basically. I would agree with that. Um, I'm not impressed by any of those people. I don't know. Like, I know you're more into football. Obviously, you're a lot more into football than me, but I'm not a, it doesn't do it for me. Um, you know, I think it would be cool to meet those guys. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's, you know, there's not really anybody that I'd really be like that with, to be honest with you, uh, other than like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like I wouldn't be like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's Brad Pitt. Let me like go crazy. Maybe if we met like the Fuhrer, I would be probably excited to meet him. Mel Gibson? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There, if I met Larry David, I'd, pre, I'd be pretty excited. There's a couple random guys out there that I'd, I'd be pretty excited to try to talk to. Um, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Michael Jordan, I think I'd probably go a little crazy for. Um, you know, I've been close to Arnold a bunch of times, and it's, like, impossible to really get – to have a conversation with Arnold at this point with the amount of security that he has um, – Unless you, there's a reason, and or it's an interview or something, and that's pretty difficult to get. I don't see anybody really having a conversation with Arnold or somebody of that level of a celebrity. You know what I mean? What happened with Dave uh, trying he, to interview him? He he ignored Dave. <laughs> uh, a lot of people laughed at Dave for that one. Unfortunately, <laughs> you saw the video. Did you see the video? Oh, where is it? Uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty, uh, as you would say, it's a pretty epic video because he goes up to Arnold with the the light and the video camera as he was as he was getting food at the buffet. Uh, at the little um, VIP, uh, what was it? It was an award ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, who got an awards? You know, also uh, Mark Henry was there getting an award. Uh, uh, our friend Randy Couture, who we've met several times now, uh, got an award, and also Arnold and then a few other people. Anyway, um, so he was he had just come in the room and he was hungry and he went to the buffet and Dave went up to him with the microphone and the light and he was like, Dave Muscle dot com Arnold Schwarzenegger here Arnold. What are you doing? How, how's it been so far? Like that? And he was uh, in the process of putting food in his mouth. And he was like, oh. he's like, I'm eating, no questions. And like, I turned around. <laughs> and then Dave turned around towards the camera. He's like, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, I actually thought it was cool. And I was glad that he did it. But a lot of people in the industry watched that and they were not as impressed. How, think how tall was Arnold up close? Six feet tall. He's probably shrunk. If he was 6'2", my height, he's definitely not 6'2", anymore. He shrank two inches? Yeah, he shrank two inches. I guess. I don't know. I mean, he was a little taller than Dave. Dave had on the big boots. I actually thought it was pretty ballsy of Dave to go up and do that because, he, he you know, Dave, to everybody else, Dave is a celebrity. To Arnold Schwarzenegger, he doesn't even know who he is. So what if like, Dave went over there and his security just attacked him? Uh, you know, in the past, it was a VIP event, so you had to have an invitation. So um, I don't think that the, that the security were like that. His his buddy, Ralph Mueller, Mueller you know, the guy who was in uh, – yeah, the big bodybuilder guy. Yeah, it was in um, uh, Gladiator. Whoa, Asta RX right there. That's a little product, product placement. placement. Yeah, yeah, good job. Good job, PJ. Um, so, yeah, Ralph was there, 
And uh, he would have known who Dave was, but um, Dave was so focused on uh, Arnold. Uh, I have never, the truth of the matter is, I've never even shaken Arnold's hand. Yeah, I, I mean, when he came through when I was there, there was a lot of people around him. You couldn't even try to get close to him. You know, I could have definitely got in front of him. I know Kevin Lavroni came up and shook his hand, and then one of the guy Kevin worked with right in front of me. I mean, I was standing next to Kevin. But it's like, it's like uh, you know, I don't know. I guess when you're in front of somebody like that, the, it's like I felt too douchey to be like, Hi, Aaron Singerman, nice to meet you. You know what I mean? Um, is there anybody that we know, like in our at least, like, you know, age group or so from the industry that has any kind of relationship with him? No. Not even Jay, nobody? No. Not not uh not that is in anywhere near our age group. Yeah. No. Um anybody No, not really. I mean, no. I can't think of anybody. No, I, he's just not. You know, he's too big a deal. He does not. He's not involved in bodybuilding anymore, so he doesn't care about that really. I'm Another curious, thing. but what about what do you think? Like his relationship is with like Jim Mannion. Uh, very limited. I bet you Jim could get him on the phone, but that's about it, probably. Uh, I know. I know his kids were there. Arnold's kids were there. His boys, and uh, I know Dave was told one of them to get out of the way or something. I thought that was pretty funny. Get out of the way. I don't care. Who he didn't know. He didn't know who he was. Oh, you're I didn't know who he was. Get out of here, Arnold's kid. <laughs> Blocking my shot of your dad. That's what he was doing, yeah. That's literally what it was. He was getting in front of him when we were shooting the speeches or something. I don't remember what it was, but that was pretty funny. That's funny. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, you want to talk about X's and O's? I know that's your topic of the show. Quick, quick. I want to hear our our, our, uh, our listeners' opinion on this. Yeah? All right. I want to know what people think. Now, throughout my life, because this is not a new thing, the X's and O's, um, I have had like girls, you know, you know, in, in, you know, love notes, you know, before they're even, even had text messages and stuff, put like XO, XO, you know, at the end of their message. And I've had girls like text me XO, XO. And I have never, and I'm sure of this, ever written or texted back XO, XO, or just an XO. Because I've always thought that that is like something that for a man to do is just not acceptable. Um, it's just I don't know. It's kind of kind of soft, and I think it's kind of a, of a gay, and we love gays, but I think it's just a little weird. Um, and I've noticed though now that there's Twitter and stuff like that, and we we can see a lot of other people the way they message. Um, I, I happened to ch- to check out uh, Amber's uh, timeline the other day. And there was uh, more than one guy uh, that had sent her, like, messages that had, like, XO afterwards. And one of the guys was, like, a big, rugged-looking dude. Uh, And he sent her, like, XO, XO. And I thought that was just very bizarre. Uh, And I wanted to know, like, what other guys and, like, what girls think. Like, like I asked Amber. I was like, what if, like, when we were first dating, like, I sent you, like, XO, XO. What would you think of that? And she was like, nah, I think that was pretty gay. And I was like, okay, yeah, because that's kind of, like, what I think of it. But I, I wanted to know if that was just something that I thought or if other people feel the same way. Um, and you want my response or you're waiting for the list? You want to hear what the well, listeners have to say? Your response, but I'd like to hear the listeners' responses as well. Um, well, you heard, we, you asked me this question off the air. Yes. And I asked it to Darielle. And I think that the answer, it really depends. Um, I think that if it's like, I, like we use the Darielle, I asked Darielle if I ever did that to her. And she said that I actually, that I did. 
when uh, I didn't remember this, but when we didn't live together, when she was still in Florida and I was still in Texas, uh, she said that if she would write it to me, sometimes I would write it back to her. And obviously, I'm not gay. So uh, I think that it really depends. What did you think of it when you wrote it back to her, though? I thought that I would like to hug and kiss her, but she's too far away for me to do it. This is the closest, <laughs> this is the closest that I could possibly get. Now, did she think, did she say to you that when you did it, she was like, oh, that's cute? Or did she kind of laugh, like, haha, he just sent me an XO back? Um, I'm pretty sure that she was like, oh, it's cute. I think that I think that it depends on the situation. This is a girl that I was dating, seeing, and having sex with. So there's no way to be really gay with the girl that you're dating, seeing. Well, of course, sex. I know that, but I, it's like it's just a little bit. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's inappropriate. It's just it, it's just I don't know. The way it, I, it, let me ask you a question. I want you to think deep into your psyche. Take a look. Take a step away from yourself and look in. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see these messages written to your girlfriend, is it possible? that you don't like that these guys are kissing and hugging uh, metaphorically your girlfriend. And that is the problem you're having with this at all. But I'm just thinking to myself that I couldn't see myself ever doing that. Like even when we were, when we were doing the long distance thing and she, you know, I don't remember if she did an XOXO to me or whatever, but I would just write back. Like, I wish I could kiss you and hug you rather than XO. Yeah. It's a lot faster but I think that's a very like effeminate thing to do. Forget forget that we're using gay. I'm going to say it's a very effeminate thing to do. So I just think that for a man to do that is a little bit awkward. Like I, I can't picture my dad like writing XO to my mom. Can you picture your dad writing XO to your mom? Like on a card, like XO. I don't yeah. think they, I don't think I think if you write it into a card, it's more gay for some reason. Yeah, well, XO's. girls do that all the time. Girls write XO on cards a lot. Yeah, well, I wouldn't do it on a card. That's gay. But in a text message, is a little different. Would my dad do it to my mom? My dad does not have any conception of what that would mean. So I, I'm pretty sure my dad wouldn't get it. Although my dad, if he did know, he might do it. Interesting. Yeah. My dad is very secure with himself. It's not about being secure. It's just about like, I don't know. It just it just seems like a, a like a pansy, just soft thing. I feel to do. like I feel like you're racist against the XOs. I'm a little bit racist. I think so. I think so. Did an XO rape you when you were a child or something? No, but I've had this happen lots of times over the years where like random chicks that I was talking to or whatever or seeing or whatever they were would XO me and then I would be at this like crossroads, this conflict because I would be like, do I XO back right now? Because I don't know. That's like a girl thing. Like, it depends on the situation. I usually wouldn't do any. I wouldn't give them an Has XO. Has a guy ever wrote to you XO, XO? I would, I, I, off the top of my head, if I were a betting man, I would bet probably many times. <laughs> I can't pinpoint one right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all with your fans. Considering that my, I've had fans send me that they want to suck my dick and shit, I'm sure that I've gotten some XOs from a few, <laughs> a few guys before. What what uh, guys, what male friends have you given your cell phone number out to? What, what? <laughs> what male fans have you given your cell phone number out to? No, on Facebook, uh, I've had guys send me those things. I like the guy that uh, that you when you accidentally had your cell phone number on Facebook, and the guy who kept calling. This was years ago. The guy who kept calling you because he had your number on there. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember? I don't know how you possibly did that. And I was like, "Why the fuck is my number on there?" Because I didn't even start my own Facebook. You called me. You were like, "Dude, is my phone number on Facebook?" And I went and looked, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, your number is on Facebook." <laughs> and you're like, "No wonder." <laughs> You're like fucking gay guys have been calling my phone. Blowing my phone up. That's so funny. That's funny. 
you and your gay guys. I so. wanted to hear, hear what other I want to hear what other guys and, and girls that listen to our show what they think of the whole XO thing. All if right. you're a girl out there and you're a listener and you had a guy XO you, what do you think of that? Is that acceptable? If you're a guy and you're a listener, have you ever XO'd a girl and what is your thought on it? Send right, it we're gonna it. we're gonna put that on the Facebook fan page for people to uh, react after the show. Um I think uh think we may have hit it all. You are um after the show you're going to watch The Grey, which I'm excited to see what you think. Yes, of if you ever get this show over, and I'll tell you right now, this I like about the Skype is the actual time thing is right in my face. How long are we going? It's one hour and 23 minutes. Oh, my God. We're going too long. Time for a commercial break. Way too long. We need to do uh, shout-outs. We're going to do shout-outs after the commercial break. Um, so people uh, tune into the radio show, which will be uh, the complete thing. You'll hear the beginning part that you just watched. And you will hear the shout-outs. you got a lot of requests tonight. we got listener questions. It's all coming up next after the commercial break. All right, PJ, let's go to the bathroom or something. Sounds good. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5.
Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio, PJ, and we are now at the moment that you've been waiting for. Oh, well, it's not really the moment you've been waiting for. You like the questions. we got to do the shout-outs before we get to the questions, because if we forget the shout-outs, we'll have a lot of angry people. All right. Are we doing the shout-outs right now? Are we going right into it? Yeah. Why don't we start off with the shout-outs? All right. Shout-outs. Um, they're a little scattered this week. Uh, Benjamin Herring. He was afraid that he would miss that, but we will not let him forget. Shout-out to Benjamin Herring. Um, all right. Here we go. Now, this is where we see. There is a chance that I may miss people with the mixed up pattern that we have them in this week. I'll try not to. Shout out to Jonathan Gomes. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, keep going. We'll do it like that. We'll go to the next one next. Okay, go ahead. Jonathan Gomes, Eric Bassett, uh, Chris Schmidt, uh, Ian Haydecki, Shane Royce, uh, Stephanie Barham, the the other side of uh, Muscle Mitch, I believe. Muscle Mitch, Muscle Mitch. Muscle Mitch. OrbitNutrition.com uh, for Muscle Mitch. <laughs> uh, Asad Malik, uh, Megan he- uh, Hesham, Chris Pitcher, Joe Mista, good old Joe and Lee, Keith Allen, Jess McCutcheon. Keith Allen Keith Allen sent me a wedding present. Him and Rob Mintz both sent me a card. Uh, Keith. Oh, Steve, got some good guys out there listening to our show. Keith, Keith actually sent me money, so I love that. Very nice of them. Very, very nice. Yeah. Um. Jess McCutcheon, Tommy Castle, shout out to me and my boy, the prototype Joe Morrow. <laughs> Joe Morrow. Uh, Lou Hudson, William Mazzarello, um, Dylan Lindstadt, Justin Davis, our boy Rob Manns, who we just talked about, um, Sean F. Rob. It's <laughs> false advertising. Uh, I was talking about that the other day, actually. We should make sure we answer that question. Uh, <laughs> Jason Little, Alexander Clark. Uh, Tiki Kimball, Jordan Coburn. Now, this is where it gets a little confusing because there are a couple names in here that are repeated. We're going to do our best to avoid those guys. Uh, Gerard Mercer. Okay. He says, shout out for number 28. This is show number 28. So that means Jared Mercer gets a song. What are you going to do? Mm, let me go through them and then I'll come back to Jared okay, Mercer. Okay. okay. Stacy Mitchell Gray, uh, good old Spencer Barrett. AKA the guy that pulled out of the dating game show yeah, could have been hanging out with a really hot, hot, hot chick right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Sean Christopher Lewis, uh, Jody Boba, Danny, uh, Al X. That one always, <laughs> that one always messes with me. And he actually put it's Alex, not LX. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like uh, Al. I like Al X better. I like Al X better also myself. Yeah. Uh, ben Grahada. Grahada. Uh, uh, we already shouted out Mans and Herring, our boy Rob Holt. We shouted out Megan. We shouted out Shane, Keith. Uh, repeats, repeats. Uh, Jonathan Gomes, Joshua Marzek, uh, Greg Tuba, Lou Hudson, Big Nut. What's up, man? Uh, Steve Miller. Um, okay, we, we, we actually already got Asad Malik, but one more time, let's shout out Asad Malik and Ahmad Malik and Adil Malik all in a row. Malik's. Malik's. <laughs> Patrick Barnes, uh, Jessica Dunn, very loyal listener, Justin Davis, and back up to the top, we have, uh, for episode number 28, Gerard Mercer. And I have, uh, I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, I've gotten rock and roll. I've done some soul. I did a little kind of Rana thing once. Uh, but for, for this week, I am going to tap into my inner, especially because I was with Timbo a lot. 
I'm going to, I'm going to do some, some country. <laughs> I'm going to do a little inner, 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 uh, inner, inner country PJ for my shout out. I'm going to get a little bit soft, a little bit emotional because that's how country can get sometimes. And, uh, I would like to give a shout out to one of our very loyal listeners named Gerard Mercer. And sometimes when I'm laying in bed at night and I think about all the things that I lost in my life, I pray to God and, and I say thank you for giving me guys like Gerard Mercer listening to our show and, and, and keeping up with the track of the numbers because I can't seem to remember any week. So shout out to you, Gerard Mercer. <laughs> Very nice. That was lovely, PJ. That was just lovely. I think I actually could be a, a country singer if I wanted to. I don't know. You're going to need to work on the the, uh, the, the melody was, you know, I'm, oh, I got people writing me on here. The, uh, the melody, I don't know. You started strong. I felt like you needed to change it up at the end. You to have, well, you know, like, no, I didn't really know the words that I was going with. But I think in country, you don't really have to have a good voice. You kind of just have to sing with a southern accent. Like, I, like, like, <laughs> what hurts the most is being so close. Like, like the country version of that song, it's a good song, but I'd rather hear like the, the, the Cascada version of that song with the girl singing it, you know, it fires me up a little bit more. Yeah. I, that's kind of how I feel about a lot of country songs that I hear. All right. I, I guess I can understand that. I don't listen to a lot of country, so I don't really know. Why? You know who listens to a lot of country? Guy Sister Nina. I know. He loves that. He did a routine in Texas to a country song and uh, it was, it was a little questionable. I think his wedding song was was a country song. Yeah, he, I know you told me he didn't like that you were making fun of it, the wedding That's song. broken road. I, I thought it was a joke, but it, it really was his, uh, his song, Plastic Broken Road. Yeah. not That would not have been my choice. Ew. Dude. All right, let's do some questions. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's, let's see. Uh, uh, okay. Stephanie uh, Barham, uh, Mitch, Muscle Mitch's wife, Wants to know, and I have no idea the answer to this question. Me and Daryl were actually looking at it, wondering uh, if you would have an answer. Uh, what are some fun things you can do as strippers that don't include lap dances? Please share uh, some um, Pretty much nothing, because talking to them is like the worst experience ever most right. of the time. Right. Um, um, watching them, I suppose. I'm not a lap dance guy. I don't like getting lap dances. A lot of times lap dances actually kind of make me feel weird. Yeah. Um, I appreciate, you know what I really like when a girl can do cool tricks on the pole. I don't yeah, think that yeah, yeah, yeah. men and women alike will appreciate that. And that is why they actually have pole dancing competitions now. And those girls, many of them aren't even strippers. They're just girls that can do awesome tricks on the pole. It's cool to see a girl do like acrobatic stuff on the pole. You know, That's who, teaches, you know who teaches, um, pole dancing, uh, uh, India Paulino teaches pole dancing. I would not mind watching that. Actually, uh, my client floor. Uh, Florida Kind actually does pole dancing. I don't know if she wants me talking about that on the on the radio show. She's not a uh, stripper by any means, um, but she actually does do uh, pole dancing like as a, a means of exercise, and she's uh, she's uh, very good at it. From did you uh, did you see the video of me trying to learn pole dancing in Australia? Uh, I I want to say yes. I want to say yes that I did. You want to? You're not sure if you did. I did, I, did because I watched most of those videos. It's not ringing a bell right now. You would remember this one. You would remember this one. I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you. You would like, you would enjoy it because uh, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. I, maybe I'll post it on the uh, Facebook page, the fan page also. Or somebody else can if they find it. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. 
here you go. Okay. Um, Asad Malik, how much wood could a woodchuck, could chuck, whatever he says. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? You want to answer that, PJ? Uh, why are you, I'm, I'm surprised that you're even like incorporated. You know that we're pressed for time here. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. You're bad, my bad. Um, Lou Hudson, if your house was burning down, what three things would you grab? Whew. Um, I'm going to go first. I would grab Amber. Yeah. Okay. I would hope so. I would grab my computer. Are you saying that Amber is a thing, PJ? She was my little thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, I would grab um, Amber, and I would grab my computer. Um. And let's see. After that, um, I don't know what would be like of importance for my life. Um, as far as material things go, I'm thinking most of them are getting burned and I'm not the most materialistic guy. My TV is pretty big. I suppose I could try to get that out there. Um, but as long as I had Amber in my computer, I, I'd be okay. Um, if I can only take three things, including living, living things, I would take uh, Rustim, of course. Uh, of course, the first thing I would take would be Darielle. Um, and then I would take, I'd have to choose between the cats. Because we've got Doke on one hand who doesn't give a shit. And then uh-huh. we've got um, Tyson who is very uh, cuddly but sometimes annoyingly so. Um, so I'm going to have to go with um, Tyson, the cuddly, annoyingly cuddly one. It's interesting because uh, Doke was much nicer to me than Tyson was. Very strange. Darielle finds it very strange that he never um, – Tyson never warmed up to you guys. He actually hid for most of the time you were here. Yeah, Doke wanted to sleep in the bed with me every night. I had to actually pick Doke up and get him out of the room so I could sleep. Yeah, he liked you better, which is funny because Doke is really like he just doesn't give a shit. He like I don't, sometimes I don't even think that he's aware of like that there are people in the room with him. So, so. <laughs> yeah. I think he's something like a, something of a moron, I believe. I think that he is actually of uh, a higher intelligence and just doesn't <laughs> give a fuck about anybody. Yeah, it could be, could be. Um, William uh, Mazzarello, Mazzarello or something uh, wants to know, PJ, since you're from the Northeast, is there anything that Aaron does? that you would consider him to be a redneck. I'm from the North, but living in the South, uh, and I live in the South and think these Southerners are crazy. Hmm. I don't think I've seen you do anything that I would consider redneckish. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, after meeting your family, I think it's safe to say that you come from a pretty, like, uh, high-class family. Um... And uh, class, as they say, uh, doesn't really uh, change style regardless of uh, where you are at in the country. Like, it wasn't like a bunch of hicks at your wedding. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely I don't, not. I don't uh, off the top of my head, think I've seen you do anything redneckish before. I-, I was actually wondering about that. You can answer that now. What did you think of uh, my family? Did you get to meet all my family, even my extended family? Um, you had a couple of uncles that were outstanding. Um, the guy from Chicago and your other uncle Greg, yeah. um, and I, I had a nice conversation with your cousin by the pool for a while, and um, I liked your family a lot. We had a good time. Um, I think that you are definitely the black sheep of your family. It's pretty apparent after being around everybody uh, for a while. Um, but uh, you know, it was pretty funny. Why do you say black sheep? Um, because I cannot uh, even in my wildest dreams, imagine anybody else that I really met 
in your family doing any of the things that you've done in your life. Yes, I would agree with that. I would definitely, if you, that's how you're looking at it, I would agree with it that way. Um, uh, I think a lot of them are just amazed at what I'm doing and some of them are amazed that I'm even alive. So, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. If you're looking at it that way, I would definitely agree with that. Um, and I'm just so people know I'm from new Orleans and new Orleans is not like a typical Southern city. It's not like Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. You know, uh, new Orleans is probably the most, uh, cosmopolitan of the Southern cities. And it's more European than, uh, than anything else. You know, it's got a, if you go to the French quarter, it doesn't look like anywhere else in America. Timbo is way more of a redneck than, than you are. He is blows you away. Yeah. Okay. And he's from Houston. So there you go. Um, Next question. I know we're uh, we're pushing for time. Dylan uh, Lindstad wants to know when is Jeff the producer coming on a get as a guest? He mentioned during after hours that he is waiting to be invited to Iron Empire Radio. Um, Jeff has been invited, and we just have to work out the, uh, the details. I told Jeff that um, that we would love to have him on when he mentioned that he'd be willing. I just Jeff has to be prepared um, for the as he he listens to the show, so he has to be prepared that the show is not going to change because he's on. And he says he doesn't want that to be the case. So, you know, I just don't want, I wouldn't want Jeff to come on the show and for us to talk about something he was uncomfortable with or ask him questions or something that he didn't like or whatever. And then him to get upset about it. He says that won't happen. So, uh, he has an open invitation. I guess I need to call him and schedule something. Uh, but, uh, we would love to have him on. I mean, I just uh, hope he can uh, handle the heat. You know what I mean? Uh, Jeff, the producer's ex-girlfriend, uh, consistently asks to be on our radio show. I know, I know. On a weekly basis, asks to be on our radio show. Uh, but I consistently, and I like her as a friend, we have been friends for a very long time, I consistently deny her the rights to be on the show because I fear that it could cause some kind of um, issue that I don't want to be a part no, of. I can I can only imagine, the only thing I can... I can imagine that I would be interested in, or anybody would be interested in hearing her talk about, I believe is Jeff and I wouldn't want that. So like, and that no- is what I explained to her, but she says that is not the case. She'll talk about anything we want to talk about and that she'll get down and dirty with us. Just like we get, Yeah. Um, but I have consistently denied her. It's so. like, it's like if Jeff were to have, uh, my ex-girlfriend, Amy on after hours, like, yes. um, you know, there's no reason for him or Dave to have her on a radio show unless it was, you know, uh, to talk about me basically. So I'm, I'm not okay with that for that, for just that reason. Exactly. You know, if, if there was some other reason that she could come up with and, and, and I think that it would be inappropriate, then it'd be okay. But I, I can't, I, I have, like, I have given her the challenge and so she has not found anything that, that is suitable for me yet. So, um, have you given her the hundred dollars for the, the waist measuring thing? No, because I didn't see it on video, and if it's not on video, it doesn't count. You know, if I saw it with my own eyes, that's one thing. Um, but I didn't actually see it. She wants me to take her word for it, and um, life doesn't work that way. You bet her that her waist was not smaller than twenty-two inches, and she said you lost and wants the yeah. money. Uh, if there's anybody that I think could be close to it, it's her. She's a small girl, and she has a very abnormally small waist. Um, but to see a twenty-two inch waist. Uh, I'd like to see that on video or actually have to see it in real life because there's a lot of girls out there that I know have tiny waists. And then when measured, they're 24, 25 inches. All right. Next question. Justin Davis. What? I have no idea what this is. What are your thoughts on Rob Regish's blueprint? We are no, crazy. Will. No idea. 
No idea. Next question. Uh, Rob Mance wants to know tattoos. If you were to get one, where and what would it be? Me and you are very unusual, PJ, in the fact that both of us are in our 30s now, and mm-hmm. neither one of us has one tattoo. And I think there's a reason for that. Uh, I have never, I have never wanted to get one. And uh, people say, you know, they get some people. I believe get tattoos, uh, like to be different or to set themselves apart. And, and it seems to me that so many people have tattoos now that really you're just joining the, the, the you know, the herd basically. So, and then, and then of course, I've never really wanted anything that would be on me permanently. I mean, let me ask you a question: Have you ever seen a bumper sticker on a Ferrari before? Ah, you're such a retard. <laughs> it figures so modest, RPJ Braun. So I, I mean, I haven't personally. So. Are you are you referring to me as the Ferrari? Is that what you're saying? So you're the Ferrari. Yeah. So, so what are you saying that for you, like a Volkswagen, it's okay? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I put like peace on the back of yeah, mine. Peace, like uh, what is it? Coexist with like a, a <laughs> with the Jewish star and the cross and everything. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um. That's a good tattoo for you, PJ. You get coexist on your back or something. Right, a giant one on my back. Yeah. You could really, like, ingratiate all the gay fans to you. They would love you then, even yeah. more. But I'd have I'd have to make it edgy, so I'd have, like, wings on it and then, like, a shark swimming out of the middle. Nice. Nice. I like that. Um, uh, let's see. Sean F. Rob, question about one of PJ's favorite things, boobs. What is the worst boob job you've witnessed, either on a girl you've hooked up with or someone that you know, and also, what is the worst case of false false advertising a girl has pulled? I've got two good ones for both of these. You got something? Yes. Um, worst boob job I've ever seen. Um, I I have seen one girl that had just god awful scarring on her boobs. The worst thing a woman can do is get the lift procedure where they do the key uh, the keyhole shaped uh, incision. That is the ugliest thing. They cut your whole nipple in a circle and then a line from the nipple to the bottom of the boob. Oh, my God. It's a big, ugly scar. I, I'd, I'd rather not look at that. that is, I, I've actually uh, seen a couple of those in real life. It's awful. Don't let your doctor talk you into that, ladies, if there's a doctor that wants to do that. Um, I've also seen um, uh, some girls that – I don't think that they should mess with the nipple. I'm very strong with that. I always think that they should go uh, underneath with the incision. Um, and if they, if they opt to go through the nipple and mess with the nipple, there's a lot that can go wrong. And I've seen girls with nipple placement that, that didn't, <laughs> that didn't, didn't work out right. Let's sure. just say, uh, maybe one nipple was looking in one direction and the other one was like a couple inches lower. Um, and I've also been with a couple chicks that, that's, uh, like, uh, I- implants were just so rock hard bad, uh, that they're like, okay to look at, but you wouldn't even want to touch them. It was like touching rocks. Um, as far as the false advertising, we were actually talking about that in the gym the other day. Um, there's a girl in my gym who on Facebook is, is a, a pretty damn good looking girl. Uh, and she has all competition pictures and like, photo shoot pictures. And she's a pretty damn good looking girl. Uh, but in real life, you would actually not even believe that it's the same person. Uh, I actually, the, the, uh, in the gym, walked by her. And, and didn't say anything to her, and, and she had said something to me on Facebook, like, like hey, you walked right by me at the gym. I was trying to say hi to me, you and, and introduce myself, and, and uh, you didn't even want to give me the time of day. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, shit, I don't remember seeing this girl in the gym. And huh. when I re- realized who it was, uh, it was, they don't, she does not look like a girl in the pictures at all. And, and I, I said to, to Derek, actually, 
when she walked away, I go, that's what you call false advertising right there. <laughs> that girl doesn't look anything like what she's projecting herself to be on Facebook. All right. I've got, uh, I've got two. Um, I, it's funny. I thought the false advertising was boob false advertising. So I'll stick with that. Um, the worst boob job, I've seen two that were, that were pretty bad. One that you talked about that the girl had really hard, hard boobs. I mean, like cement hard boobs. Yeah, that's gross. And, uh, it's the girl that, uh, that I guess I kind of sort of went out with for a very short period of time. Um, I was one, actually the first girl after me and Amy broke up and her boobs looked awesome. They were like perfect. Not your, not what you would consider perfect, but I liked how they looked and, and I was shocked and she said that she didn't massage them enough when she got them. I don't know if that was the problem, but something went desperately wrong with these things because they were like rocks. Um, and then the other one was, um, I've seen a few times, but I've seen one girl that was particularly bad uh, where the boobs spread out. Uh, I don't know if it's because she was training her chest or what. Yeah. Uh, but um, these boobs were, it was, they were like so far out that um, it's like she had a good, I don't know, maybe six, seven inches in between her boobs. That's bad. That is bad. Yeah. So that when she would wear her bikini to compete, you know, they were like almost in her armpits. You got to get a special shoot suit to keep them pulled in. Yeah, they did. She did, but it was still, I mean, it, it helped, but not all the way. They needed to be redone. Those are both pretty fucking bad. False advertising. Um, it's funny when I was, I guess I was, it was, I was on drugs at the time. So it must've been in my early twenties, maybe, um, in between being, I think I remember when it was. Anyway, this girl that I went out with, I went on a date with, and she had like, uh, her boobs were really high. You know, I, at the time I didn't even know, I didn't know, like, I remember not knowing, you know, when she told me, you know, push up bra, I didn't really know like the details of how like the, the wire underneath and all the stuff, how it can make them look much better, you know? And so I just assumed that she had implants, right? Uh, and when she took off her clothes, she had those, um, she had a push-up bra, but she also had those things to like the fake boob implants that they have, you know, underneath them. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, of like the rubber, the rubber deal. Little chicken cutlets. Yeah, the chicken cutlets. Yeah, she had some chicken cutlets under there, and her boobs that looked like a very nice plump C became a to- almost totally fat flat A. Oh. And I was like, whoa! I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! And, and, and it was so bad, and I had so little cooth at the time being on drugs and 20 years old. I was like, what happened to your boobs? And uh, let's just, I can tell you, she didn't like that, that comment very much. And she got very offended. And that's where our relationship ended, basically. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but that, I was like so astounded, even though, like, even at that time, I knew that obviously that's not a good thing to say to a girl when she's getting naked if you're trying to get, you know, get some ass. Yeah, well, but that I is was, false advertising. I was blown away. I couldn't believe that they looked so big and, you know, nice. I thought she had implants. And then, like, literally, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good false advertising. Uh, Jason Little, um, let's see. Oh, no, no question. Uh, uh, we did some Palumbo stories this time, so Alexander Clark can be happy. Um, Dave, PJ has some old Dave Palumbo stories. We'll we'll talk about some other time. Um, people got lots of them this time, though. All right, uh, Stacy Mitchell Gray. I've actually answered this question a few times before. What uh, compare Australia's mecca of bodybuilding, Doherty's Gym, to Gold's Gym, Venice Beach? I was actually supposed to talk to Tony Doherty on the phone today. Didn't didn't happen. But um, Australia's mecca of bodybuilding, Doherty's Gym, which he has a bunch of them, the one that I went to in Melbourne is awesome. Um, as far as uh, the equipment and the atmosphere and the, the pictures on the wall, it's a real true bodybuilder's gym. 
And I loved it. I love the memorabilia. I love the place. Um, Gold's Gym Venice Beach is not what it used to be. It wasn't the same as when I first went there in the in the 90s and saw all the pros training and the crazy amount of energy and, like, the camaraderie. So, in reality, I think that uh, Doherty's Gym is, uh, is considerably better. And if I had to choose one to train at, assuming they were both in America and close to my house, I would choose uh, uh, Tony Doherty's Gym every time. I just cha- trained at Venice this weekend. I haven't been uh, to Australia, so I can't, uh, I can't, you know, answer that question, of course. Right. Um, you hopefully this year. Uh, I know you got a lot of fans in Australia, so I, I know that it would be a good trip for you. Um, Spencer Barrett wants to hear a little more about the wedding. We told some stuff. Uh, uh, that's about. I mean, I, we had one. I will tell some other stories later. I know you don't want to. We, we got those are all long stories, so maybe I'll. There's a bunch of good wedding stories that we could tell about you singing, serenading me, and uh, your, we can go into detail about the thought process with your speech, me giving my speech, uh, the dancing stuff, the coming in with you, tearing your pants, carrying uh, Darielle's sister on your shoulder. We could talk about all that stuff in the future. Uh, listen to this one, Sean Christopher Lewis. When will Aaron be getting his new car? Aha! I got the new car. <laughs> uh, sex in public stories. I got a good one. Um when remember, I've told you this one several times because it's it's our uh, one of our better ones. Um, when we were on the jet ski, uh, when I first came to Tampa, we went out on the jet ski and had sex on the jet ski. That was pretty good. That's a pretty good one during the day, of course. You know, in sight of the beach. Um, recently, on our on our uh, honeymoon, we did pregnant sex on the balcony. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! Yeah, pregnant sex on the balcony. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? Can you beat those two? As far as spots? Yes. More more public are better than pregnant sex on the balcony or sex in the uh, sex we, on the jet We had sex in the hot tub right in the middle of our condos that is very open and public right next to the fitness center while a woman was running on the treadmill uh, not more than 15, 20 feet away from us. That was a pretty good one. That's your best ever? No, but that, that one was pretty awesome. I mean, the woman was right there. So uh, the fact that there was a woman right there that could very well have been watching us the whole time, uh, perhaps maybe even was watching us the whole time, uh, added uh, to the thrill of it. Uh, I don't know what you want to like define as being good. I mean, I've had sex everywhere you possibly could. I've had sex in the coat room at a fucking nightclub. Yeah, wow. You told that story. You told that story. With the girl that was supposed to be working in the coat room. You know what I mean? I've had sex... Uh, yeah, the coat room one beats the coat room one beats the uh, the hot tub. Yeah, I mean, I've had sex in bathrooms all over the place, and uh, uh, I have actually had sex in a gym before, and actually got caught. In that a, was in a, in a posing room. We won't go into that one, but we had a posing and, and right out in the open uh, in a gym uh, having sex. So we thought it was closed, and a guy ran out of the back room saying "sorry, sorry, sorry," and I kind of like collapsed behind a spinning bike trying to hold my, myself like so he wouldn't see my naked body and <laughs> then the dude went told a bunch of people about it and i had to confront him and why he did that and he was really scared and um so i don't know if i if, if i put some more thought into that i could probably give you some more creative ones but that's good um jody boba daniel wants to know about th- uh your top three celebrity fuck wish list uh my top three you have all kinds of. I don't. You know. I don't think I have that. Go I, ahead. I, your top I, questions that are so hard to narrow down. 
Um, if I know in the future, Aaron, if you plan on asking me a question like this, you should tell me in advance so I can put some more thought into it. I'm not asking you. Jody Boba Danielle asked it well, on, the, on the Facebook page. Now that I'll, I'll probably mad at leaving a couple of, uh, I'll probably forget some some that I, I, I wouldn't want to forget. Do you want to come back next time to that? I want to come back. I can I can tell you Kim Kardashian is in there. I know that. I knew that one was on there. Okay, we'll come back to that. Jody, remind us next week when I ask for topics. Well, and I'll give PJ more notice. Uh, uh, PJ, talk about your future plans uh, this year for bodybuilding, related or not. Aaron, another physique show. Uh, and then he also wants to know why you dislike California so much again. I don't know how much of that do you want to answer. That's Ben Grahara. I'm doing USA's. Most people know that. I'm putting everything and every ounce of what I have into that show to be the best that I could possibly be. That show is going to dictate a lot of my future uh, in this sport. Um, and whatever the universe holds for me, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll know at the end of July because it has gotten extremely hard to put all my focus into bodybuilding with all the outside things that I have going on uh, as far as business and everything else. And uh, I, I do have more aspirations to build Braun Fitness even greater. I have aspirations to do more things with Iron Mag Labs that we'll talk about in the future. I would like to put on a bodybuilding show we have talked about before. Yep. Um, and when you are competing, in my opinion, to be, uh, and I think that most people at the elite level would agree with me, to be the best bodybuilder you could possibly be, you have to have a very selfish lifestyle and you have to put so much time and energy into that between the cooking and the training and the cardio and the focus and everything else that it, it it's just next to, next to impossible to have success in other aspects of life while you're doing it. And there are a couple exceptions. Branch Warren seems to be doing it. Um, you know, he's got his logistics company and a few other things. Jay Cutler – uh, was able to do it, um, but but you know you look at your average guy is more like a Kai Green, you know, living in a little apartment, no car, just living bodybuilding. You know what I mean? And and um, you know, for me, uh, I like money more than I like bodybuilding. Um, they're close, um, but I want to have a, a, a secure future for my family, and uh, business is very important to me. Um, and I have noticed that the two. Um, although I have I have synergistically used the two to build each other, it, they are now conflicting with each other a little bit. So I want more than anything to be able to win the USA's and be the best I've ever been at USA's uh, and really just make people impressed at USA's. And that's what my main goal is right now. Uh, whatever happens after that is all going to be based on, you know, what happens after I put myself on that stage. Um. As far as I go, physique show, my plan was not to do anymore. Uh, maybe ever. If if anything, I would do one in the distant future once the baby comes out, pops out, and things are more stable. I recently got an offer that I told you about mm-hmm. uh, from Sheru of the Sheru Classic in India, which I will be attending in uh, New Delhi this year. Got moved from Mumbai to New Delhi um, in October, October 5th and 6th. I'm there for a whole week, but uh, that's the, the show dates. Anyway, I talked to Shrew on the phone, and he told me something pretty crazy. He offered me an opportunity to compete in the men's physique division uh, in India on stage in front of you know potentially twenty thousand people with the pros. Um, 
I need to get more details on it. We talked about it. And when he told me, I told him, oh, I laughed and I thought it was a great, like, sounded very interesting. But I just assumed that uh, Dave wouldn't want me to do it. And, of course, Darielle, you know, who's obviously is very pregnant now. In October, the baby will just have come out. I would assume that she wouldn't, me, wouldn't want me dining through it. Well, I first told Darielle, being obviously that she's the uh, more important between her and Dave. And she's like, no, I think that if you could really do that, that's so cool that you should do it. And I was like, huh, I was surprised. So I mentioned it to Dave, and Dave told me the same thing. He said, if he offered you to compete with the pros in India in front of all these people, you should do it. Yeah, that's an amazing opportunity. Uh, so with that in mind, I talked to you, and uh, if I talked to you would be coaching me through it, and this time I would actually totally be listening to you, which would be different than uh, this last time, because this is much more serious. If I'm getting on stage in, in India – I want to be my all-time best, you know. I want to. I, I want to go up there and try to try to beat the pros, you know. Even if I beat just one pro, that would be uh, that would be awesome, you know. Uh, not that I think that that would that will happen, just because that's just how things go. But even if I could do that and stay on stage in front of all those people, um, that would just be so cool. So um, I have to talk to Shrew again when he gets back from India this week. I got other stuff going on with him. Um, so when I talk to him, I'm gonna. Ask him more details on this, and if he is sure that this is okay with the IFBB. Uh, I've never seen an amateur compete with a pro before, so I have to make sure that this is okay. I'm not going to get in trouble for doing this. You know, he's not going to get in trouble mm-hmm. for doing it. Uh, obviously, I don't believe that I can win money, so it would have to be like an exhibition thing for me. And then uh, to get the details to make sure he's totally serious, because I, obviously I wouldn't want to diet for this. Like I'm, I, w- I really would, and him like it not work out. So I just I gotta get the details, but potentially I may do a show in October, which is uh, uh, would be very surprising and also uh, very exciting to, to do a show like that. This I would be on stage at the biggest bodybuilding show in the history of bodybuilding, as far as attendance goes, uh, in India. So I mean, what's cooler than that? I mean, talk about the videos I can make going into that, right? Yeah, I, I really hope that uh, that works out and that I can be a part of that too. Um, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, if, if it works out, I'm going to try to talk to Sheru about bringing my coach in to, 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 uh, get me uh, ready, uh, and kind of what, what is it? Uh, you'll do the final, final, uh, touches. I'll tell him I need you there to dial me in. I have Darren, to have you. When you see the guy I'm putting on stage, uh, this weekend at the show that you'll be at, um, there will be no doubt in your mind that I should be there for the, for the final touches because, uh, what I did with this gentleman that you'll be seeing this weekend was uh, nothing short of amazing, in, in my opinion, from from where we took the start to the finish. And you're starting at a much better uh, starting point. So, which uh, which guy are we talking about? Where is this? Uh, the show that you will be working at this weekend. Oh, in New Orleans. Yes. You don't want to give us the name. I'll leave his name out for now, but he you will be very impressed with him. Okay. How will I know who he is? Um, because I will tell you off the air. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, Rob Holt wants to know which are preferred big natural boobs or enhanced boobs for motorboating <laughs> for motorboating specifically. Yeah. I think for motorboating specifically, probably the natural boobs, but God, I can't even remember the last time. That I that I really like saw a good pair of natural boobs because everybody in our industry has fake ones because they dieted away the real ones that they have. Of course, of course. Um, Rob Holt also wants to know how did PJ rip his trousers, his pants? 
He, um, he, he, everybody got to walk in. I don't want to go into the details of the story, so I'm not going to give it to you because you'll make it too long. But he picked up Darielle's little sister onto his shoulder uh, to walk into the wedding. We're going to, you're going to, we're going to the whole story next time. If you guys want to hear it, ask about it. We'll tell you the details. But in the, in the process of picking Darielle's little sister up, who is tiny, uh, he had to get way down low to get her on his shoulder. And, uh, PJ's legs, uh, were too big for the pants basically. And they, they ripped the pants from ass to about uh, mid hamstring. So uh, that's what you might've seen. If you were watching the wedding speech on YouTube, the best man speech, you'll notice PJ starts off the speech by showing his ass to everybody, which is uh, a little surprising. I do not wear underwear and he doesn't wear underwear. Yeah. That's Never important. Never. very important point. Yes. Um, let's see. Uh, would you rather live in a world where nobody cleans up dog crap after their dog or everybody, including you has to pick it up barehanded? I would, would I rather? <laughs> well, you, I don't have a dog. Yeah, it doesn't matter to you. You would rather that then. Um, I don't want to touch poop, so. Well, you don't have to because you you don't have a dog, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so it doesn't affect me. Well, um, you, you have a dog, so what would you? Um, I'd rather live in a world where nobody cleans up the crap after their dog because I don't I don't I don't go anywhere where that would affect me. Yeah, I I go nowhere. I live a very. Uh, uh, hermit-like life. I live, uh, I work in, in this room that I'm in now, the office in my house. I go only to uh, the gym, the grocery store, the movies, and out to eat. So um, that will not affect me in any way. Um, picking up my dog's poop barehanded, as you've seen, my dog is large and he has extremely large poops mm-hmm. at least twice a day. So would I like to go out to the backyard and pick it up barehanded, the poop, and bring it back in? Definitely not. I like when I see people, um, like when I'm in my uh, my apartments, when I see people walking their dogs, and like the girl will have like a little plastic bag wrapped around her hand, uh-huh. but then she could then pick up the poop after the dog poops with it. I like watching that. <laughs> That's interesting. What what about that? Do you like? I get a little kick out of it, like the the inside out plastic bag to pick up the poop trick. I think that's kind of funny. One day you'll have a dog, hopefully, and you'll do it. Do you, you know, Daryl made a point. You told me, of course. I know that you're scared of big dogs. My dog is definitely a big dog. Um, you see him not really lovey dovey with rusty. Most people like to pet him and hug on him and they love him. You seemed like, um, almost indifferent of rusty. Yeah. I think that would be a good way to put it. You weren't like into him, but you weren't like, like afraid of him either. I I wasn't scared of him because he doesn't have a scary, uh, demeanor. Uh And, um, his face is, is friendly. Um, but his size is a little bit intimidating. Um, and so because of that, I have to make sure that I didn't let him get him to get too close to my face. <laughs> so you really, you're like, you're a little, you're still a little off put by Rusty, weren't you? Well, I know that there is a chance that he could bite my face off if he wanted to. And, um, so because of that, you know, like if you give me like a little like Pomeranian, like I'll cuddle with that little friggin' thing because it bites me. It's probably not going to hurt that bad. You know, like a little Yorkie. I'll, I'll grab that little little uh, bastard and play with it. <laughs> but like if I start messing around with Rasteem and he didn't like it and he, he like bit my face off, I wouldn't be really happy. No, no. So that's I, never good. Well, you're about to see the gray after we finish the show, which is 
closing up and not too if long. we're actually still watching since it's midnight now and we were supposed to do the show from 8 30 to 10 30 you're gonna see a lot of rustim's complainer you're gonna see a lot of rustim's in this uh in this movie and when when it's over you're gonna be even more afraid of rustim I'm, I'm a little nervous about that for you uh jess mccutcheon you guys are gonna babysit rustim it's gonna be so much fun he's gonna be close by and i'll just drop him off with you and if you piss him off he'll bite off your face um, Jess McCutcheon, this is a good question. It's a nice long one. It's it's one of those ones that, that I know you would like. Ready? Okay. Gotta listen closely. No text messaging, okay? If you miss a word, we're gonna have to go back and do it all over again. You won't like it. <laughs> Alright. As you awake tomorrow morning, a gay super assassin will be standing over you. He will announce that you have one and only one opportunity to save your useless straight souls. Mm-hmm. You must perform one of these following tasks with fidelity. A you must passionately lick the lint between the toes of Dave Plumbo's oversized feet. Okay. This is an, an event that he. <laughs> this is an event that climaxes with your stimulating his oral sex to his big toe. Big toe, only breaks for quick breaths to shower Dave with glowing praises such as "You're my master. I owe it all to you." <laughs> <laughs> who is who is this question from? Je- Jess McCutcheon. Okay. Um, B. Convincingly and passionately cuddle and kiss each other, PJ and Aaron. Scantily clad on a large bed of Egyptian pillows, pictures of love of this love session will be posted instantly on Get Big. As a result of your high dosages of clomid, you are overly you're in an overly sensitive state and take criticisms to heart, and you may never emotionally recover. So far, I'm I'm all I'm sucking Dave's toes. Okay, yeah, you don't want the pictures on Get on Get Big. See. <laughs> um, Participate in an underground gay for pay Olympia. What what Kai Green was doing to a grapefruit, you will be, do to a you will become the banana. Wait, what Kai Green was to the grapefruit, you will become the banana. Afterwards, the shocking video is emailed to the most conservative and respected members of your family. Still sucks Dave's toes. Dave's toes. Yeah, I'm going with Dave's toes. Dave's toes. That's gross. That's a good question. Very gross. We're both going with A. Suck Dave's toes. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's actually not even close. I'd yeah. suck shit out of Dave's toes before I did any of those other things. Dave's really clean. Yeah, so I mean, the, he might have monstrous feet. His big toe might be larger than most guys' penises out there, but I'd still rather suck his, his feet than do any of that other weird shit. Because um, yeah. that's the, <laughs> Although it's really weird, in my mind, it, it's, <laughs> it's the most acceptable thing. Out of everything that's been presented so far. Steve Miller uh, wants to know, what's the best clothing companies that make nice jeans and button-down shirts for bodybuilder frames? I don't really wear button-down shirts. You have to answer that one. You know what I like? I like the um, uh, polo makes a classic fit uh, button-down shirt um, that is a, um, it's like their, let's see if I got one here. Hold on one second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to be very thorough because I, I like this particular shirt. I don't want people to mess it up. Here it is. Classic fit. Uh, polo button-up. Classic fit. They're, uh, they make a double X and a triple X. And um, the double X is loose enough on me that it's actually comfortable. Um, so I would say that you could somebody um, up to about 280 could probably wear uh, a double X. And that if you were bigger, like uh, like a Tony Freeman could definitely fit into a triple X comfortably. I mean, it would be loose on him. Uh, so there's not a lot of shirts out there that, that are like that and that still look good with jeans. So that's my 
a recommendation if you're trying to look uh, a little bit preppy. You know, obviously that's not like a going out shirt. I know Dave certainly loves the, uh, what does Dave like? The, uh, the flashy clothes that, that advertises with us. What's it called? Hot bods. Hot bods. Dave loves hot bods. So, you know, Andy Hammond loves hot bods too. I will be uh, shooting for hot bods soon, actually. There you go. There you go. So uh, the- uh, as far as jeans, my favorite jeans that I have, uh, oh, are, I have a uh, lucky brand. The loose fitting jeans are, are awesome. And, uh, they're the only jeans that I can find anywhere. That are loose. Totally. Uh, I don't have giant legs, but I know for a fact that Ben Pakulski uh, even said that they were the only jeans that he could find on, that, that fit pretty loose on his monstrous legs. Uh, and if they're fitting on his legs, then there's not anybody else out there that's going to have a problem. So Not very stylish, though. Not uh, very stylish. I think they're very stylish. Me and you have completely different styles. You, you like to dress um, like what I would d- define a, a, a cheesy gay bodybuilder. Uh, and I like to dress like man. Uh, completely different. I'm like, picture. I'm like Brett Favre in the Wrangler commercials, and and you're like, uh, <laughs> you're kind of more like, um, let's see, who, who can I compare you to? Um, I'm like Brett Favre in the Wrangler commercials, and you're kind of like a little bit more like, um, like a. <laughs> for some for some reason, all the people that I want to compare you to are like are like flashy rappers. Like like you'd be more like a Kanye West. Oh, give me a break! Yeah, I'm more of like a, a, a Brett Favre in the Wranglers. Okay, you're closer to Brett Favre than I'm Kanye West. You basically like, what PJ is saying. Aaron likes fancy, like flashy things. Not really, not like, really. I I I just have a little bit of style. And you just don't, and that's just how it, that's just how it is. Look, you're the I, guy. You're the guy who wears the the uh, the uh, what did you wear? The turtlenecks. <laughs> I like turtlenecks. And when you when you uh, are as handsome as I am, you can pull off a turtleneck. And Steve Jobs rocked a turtleneck uh, in style for many many years. Right. So it's whatever it you say, buddy. Whatever you, you say. That's a certain attitude to pull it off. I like mech, uh, mecha jeans. Uh, uh, mech jeans, excuse me. Mech jeans are uh, are good. And uh, you just have to get a bigger uh, leg. If you've got a little bit of money. You gave me a pair of those jeans that when I wore out, my friends made fun of me so bad that I wanted to go home. Well, I can tell you that those jeans, that those jeans my, are stylish. My friends were like, what the fuck are you wearing, girls' jeans? And I was like, no, I don't know. I was hanging out with a bodybuilder, and he tried to get me to dress like one. And I don't know why I was listening to him. And, and then even their girlfriends were making fun of me. It was a horrible night. I got made fun of. They were like, that shit got designs on the pockets in the back. Yeah, that's stylish jeans. These guys, these, uh, see, these friends where, of yours. Where I come from, like, up in, like, New York, Connecticut, shit like that. Like, people don't dress like that. All right, all right, whatever. They all have bad taste. Um, you can get True Religion makes uh, some loose-fit jeans. If you get a big enough size, you can get them fixed. You get them tailored. Uh, I can tell you right now that uh, uh, you wouldn't, you couldn't pay Evan Centipani to wear clothes like that. Well... <laughs> Evan's not known for his style either. He I think Evan looks good when guy. he goes out. He wears polo shirts. He wears khakis. That's how we dress. We're a little bit more conservative up here. I don't know. I remember Evan came up to me and he goes, man, I really like the shirts you wear. Remember that? He was talking about when you wear the nice button-down shirts. Yeah, that's what he likes. He's not talking about the weird, like, you know, tight, fashion-y, sequiny jeans. That you oh, wear. whatever. <laughs> sequiny. All right. We're moving on. You're getting even more ridiculous. Um <laughs> Okay, PJ, this is a big nuts idea. PJ, contact the Southern Bell 
and ask her to put you in contact with her friend, the retarded girl, or whatever you refer to her as. And I think that you, you said that she's a big bodybuilding fan. So you guys could interview her and get a fan perspective. This would be a wonderful interview. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Can you you imagine if you, if you, after not hearing from this girl, after you had sex with her, like God knows how long ago you, you call her or text her and be like, Hey, what's that friend of yours that you brought out? Can I get a phone her phone number, please? That that would uh, uh, be pretty epic if I could actually get that girl on the radio. Oh my god! The way her voice was, so you guys could really hear it. She like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. My boyfriend doesn't want me doing the radio show with you guys because <laughs> she saw what Aaron looked like and thinks that he's too big for me to talk to. Too. <laughs> um, that's uh, Manimal wants to ask some questions about. Some too long questions. I don't think we can do this one. Uh, let's see. Shout out with everything you two can get your hands on. Do you guys really use Iron Mag Labs products and why? Yes. Yep. We really do. No bullshit. It works. And why is because they work. Exactly. Uh, Justin, buy a bottle. Um, use the discount code Aaron15 for 15% off. Uh, buy Halo Extreme. If you buy it, Justin, you take it for a month. Take three a day for a month. If it doesn't work, I'll buy it back from you with nothing left. That's how confident I am. That's yeah. only for Justin Davis. I don't want all these people emailing me. And so, and I can back him up that you, that he will be impressed. I, I have I have um, so many people telling me that they are are blown away by these products. And you know, I wasn't in a rush to sign with a company, you know what I mean? If I was going to sign with a company, I wanted to sign with a company who I was products I was going to use. Um, and they have awesome products. Um, have I used all of their products? No, I have not. But uh, I have used many of them and I have nothing but good to say. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to when I am completely off and using the Ostar X and seeing how that goes because I've already gotten emails from guys that said it was outstanding. Um, best PCT they ever did was when they in, in, incorporated the Asta RX afterwards. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm actually using Asta RX right now, um, but it's kind of hard to tell, you know, if that would have an effect on me considering that I'm doing, you know, my hormone replacement dosages, uh, courtesy of Envision Medical that I'm doing right now. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm hearing some reverb. Okay. That's better. Um, Last question. We'll end on this one. Jess McCutcheon wants to know, PJ, at the wedding pictures, it appears that Aaron's sister is, how do I say this, hot. Can you confirm this? This is this is for me. Be careful, PJ. Be careful. <laughs> uh, she is very pretty. Um, she does not look like Aaron at all. Uh, <laughs> try to see the, the resemblances. I couldn't find it. Um, but she's like a, a naturally uh, pretty girl. But I don't. I would never mess with one of my buddies. Uh, sisters, because I have two sisters, and I, I don't. I had to deal with that shit my whole life. Um, so I might have joked before the wedding that I was going to flirt with her, but I actually, in in reality, barely even spoke to her at the wedding. Yeah, you did barely even speak to her. It's true. It's good. But she is a cute girl, definitely. All right, um, PJ. I guess that's it, my friend. We're done. Uh, I already have two awesome songs this week. Oh, good. I like that. I like that you already have the songs ready. That's very unusual for you. Excited, excited for, to share these songs. Um, a couple songs that are, are newer that I'm excited to share. Darielle's not going to like these songs. Oh, boy. I know what they're going to be like then. 
but uh, they're very good. Our, our listeners are going to like them both. All right. Well, look, let's end this fucking show. Uh, I'm ready to go to. I'm ready to go to bed. It's three in the morning here, but I still have to edit this stupid thing and put it up. The video is already up on YouTube for the first thing, so it's three in the morning. The video is up. I'm going to put it on my page. PJ is going to put it on his page. So, if you haven't seen the video, give it a ch- check it out and see what you think of it. Um, I know a lot of people are just going to or have been listening to the radio show and haven't started uh, watching anything yet because this is just starting. So. I hope people check it out and tell us what they think of it. You can email me at jubaka at rxmuscle.com or follow me at at sign Aaron Singerman on Twitter. Uh, what about you, PJ? You're not going to get it right. That's why you're letting me say it, isn't it? Yeah, I just want to get it over with. I don't, I can't, I don't want to mess it up, PJ. I can't be all that anymore. Follow me on Twitter at brawnfitness. Um, my email is pjbrawnfitness at yahoo.com. Um, you can get me on Facebook. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure as of today, although I was uh, already fairly sure, um, I'm pretty sure that I am guest posing at the heart of Texas, Ooh. Uh, September 12th. Um, uh, no money has been exchanged yet, but there has been some uh, some discussions on that. So if anybody wants to come to the show in Texas and say what's up to me, I will be there. Um, otherwise, that's right before the USA is. I thought you're only traveling once. That is not right before the USA is. That is September 12th. Oh, September 12th. Okay, cool. Um, so, um, if anything else comes up, I will let you all know on future episodes. Who's the promoter of that? Prince Harrison. Ah, okay. You need to tell him to fly me in for RX Muscle. We'll talk to him about it. Okay, definitely. All right. Um, all right, PJ, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you. Well, we'll actually see you, uh, if you or you will see us, on uh, next Wednesday. And uh, you can hear us, the whole show, on next Thursday. Bye, PJ. Bye.
Final man. 